What is going on? It's Obadiah, and today we are back with another episode of Music or Hideout, the show where we hang out with artists, musicians, and entertainers in Wayland Jennings' old basement studio. As always, I am gathered here with co-host Ryan Poole, who I'll pass it to to introduce our guest. Awesome. Well, tonight's guest is a producer and engineer by the name of Seven, and he's a whole lot more than that. We're going to get into all of that. Uh, Seven is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we Seven is uh cut his teeth in New York City. Uh spent some time at the record plant and worked with some really major artists. Uh particularly a number of the ones I saw from you were was in urban music. Yeah. Uh and I hesitate to even say the names cuz my phone died and I lost my list just now. But uh <laughs> but We're falling apart. We'll yeah, we are that. we are. It's a it's a rough uh start back on the internet. But we're doing okay. great. All right. Um, I'll- so, okay, my name is Seven. Thank you, man. I'm the Nashville Music Doctor. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Absolutely. We just, you and just lost your host. We, well, he'll be back. Uh, I was laughing because he speaks so fast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, he middle to go. <laughs> oh, he he's a grow hideout. So, what, uh, what are we drinking tonight? Well, first off, uh, you and Jury yeah. are drinking ginger ale. And whiskey. Yeah, we spiked it with a bourbon. I am drinking gin, a virgin ginger ale. Just normal. I'm not allowed to drink alcohol. So uh, I don't, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really not an alcohol drinker. Never. I really, I, the only time I ever drank in my life was a period of four months, and that's when I met my ex-wife. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I'm really not a drinker. And, so- uh that's where alcohol leads for you. Yeah. It <laughs> wasn't pretty. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Say what you want about it. I'll, I could say a million bad things about my marriage, but the best thing I can say is I got a beautiful daughter out of it, and she's brilliant mm. and smart and talented and funny, and, and she's just everything beautiful. That's How old awesome. is she? My daughter's 24. And oh. I'm I'm selling her actually. Yeah. Selling her. I'm planning on like you know like whatever. I mean, you gotta do what someone's you gotta do. gonna marry her. They're gonna pay me. So if you call that selling her, <laughs> is <laughs> that de- how that works I'm nowadays? Definitely not renting her out. So no, she's wow. for sale only. I'm not full purchase. No, she's, only. it's a full purchase. Yeah, only. No loan, no lease. No, I. You know what? It's because you know you always they say oh give away the bride. I'm not giving away the bride. Not for free. My parents were Jewish. I'm not giving away nothing. <laughs> No way. She's for sale. And uh, when you say that, I, I don't mean that in a lecherous way or anything. No, obviously I, not. I mean, obviously like, not, yeah. When I say for sale, I mean, like, I'm literally, you know, why not make money in this situation? She's going <laughs> to be married. She's going to marry someone. So let it be the highest bidder. Well, what if she marries someone who doesn't have a lot of money? Oh, yeah, that's out of the question. That's out of the question. Well, well, no, I, a, I, no, I, I don't No, listen, if she wants to live a humble life for the poor man, I'm... I'm 150% okay with it. But, but you're going to encourage her to. I, know, yeah, I'm going to encourage her. Well, uh, no, I'm going to encourage him to go get a loan to pay for her before <laughs> before he begins his poor lifestyle. I'm getting the cash. So, what kind of dowry are we talking here? How, how much money does it take? I, yeah. I'd like 200000 That's a lot. She's really That's beautiful high. and really smart. And hey, she's got a career. Got to set your standards high. You gotta set them high. Now, what kind of career does she have? Because that can factor in. Like, that can factor Like, in. if I get a $200,000 loan. But she makes $100,000 a year. You, That's like a what is she do? return. What it's like in do? two years Well, you're my good. daughter, she's super smart. So, for example, Lindsay, her name's Lindsay. 
She uh, actually, Lindsay, she she owns her own furniture, like the company where they stage the houses before uh, to okay. renting. Oh, yeah, staging. That's so cool. she That's owns cool. a company with her partner, and uh, if I knew the name of it. Uh, and if I had my phone, she could text me the name. But uh, I could always put it up on your website. And Absolutely. then she works for uh, she works in a for a company that does uh, like uh, I think it's a publishing like not music publishing okay. though like a, like a natural food publishing kind huh. of thingy something like that. She's okay. an account manager, gotcha. and she's good. And she's she's right out of college. You know, she's out of college a couple of years. She went right to work before she was done with college. Wow. She's like my daughter's kick. She's butt. getting at it. She kicks butt twenty four seven, my kid. And uh, not to make this all about her, but she just <laughs> came and spent six days with me. She started this oh, new nice. gig, a really well paying job. 24 years old. After three months, she's there. She takes six days off to come and stay with her that's, dad. That's quick. Nice. Yeah, so you heard it here first. If anybody's listening who is, you know, around the age of 24, give or take. And has $200,000. And has an extra $200,000. Mi- it's not negotiable. Not negotiable. It may go up, too. If this wants to you turn into a, a bidding, right. if we sure. could turn yeah. this into an auction thing, believe me when I tell you. And she will be at your doorstep. I'm not playing. <laughs> but all you're guaranteed is you're guaranteed one date. After no, that, you no, got to work no, on it yourself. No, no, I guarantee you marry her. Oh, okay. 200 so grand, I'm going to get you to the altar, whatever. <laughs> whatever it takes. <laughs> whatever it takes, grand. my daughter will be I there. Think, uh, it's too long for the name of the episode, but I kind of want to name this episode for 200 grand, I'll get you to the altar. <laughs> That's a great That's a great name, name for an album. <laughs> that is a great name. 200 G's to the altar. There you go. Wow. Yeah, good, oh, good, you have a good mind for shortening long titles. Yeah, well, you know, that's being a producer. It's cut, 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 cut. So, now, how did you get started in well, music say, yeah, yeah, production? Yeah. This is the first time I've met you. Oh, it's a pleasure, Jerry. Yeah. Really, it's also it's the really first nice. time I've met you. Well, Ryan oh, wow. and I, but Ryan and I have been phoning, texting. It's gotcha, like, you gotcha. know, all the courting rituals <laughs> that you, a producer and an engineer and an engineer and a producer do, you know. <laughs> But not yeah. like you know, not courting. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. friends. Well, it's like they, it's of like this is like in the dog world. Dogs sniff each other's butts. Sure. Engineers just text back and talk about <laughs> audio stuff. So, so uh, how, how do you, yeah, how did you get started originally? My father, uh, the late Mitchell Plotkin, Mitch. Everyone called him Mitch. He uh, was a sound for film engineer and then a studio manager. He started in the music industry the day I was born. Oh wow. Yeah, he had to leave work early. He said <laughs> I got him in trouble the first day he started. That's crazy. And uh, I've been around it my whole life. I'm editing tape with a razor blade since I'm seven and a half years old. Wow. And uh, I always wanted to do it. You know, it's I was jamming pencils in dresser drawers, and I'd take a roll of, reel of tape like Brian's got out mm-hmm. there, quarter inch, and yeah. I'd wind it around the knobs onto another empty reel and thread it and run it. Like, just making believe which, I was Which recording. I got to imagine is kind of a hard skill, and especially when you're seven years old. No, that, that was is. when I was three years old. That was when you were three years old. Yeah, yeah. It's all I wanted to do. Okay, that's great. And crazy. we have early recordings from when I was three years mm-hmm. old, five years old, and six years old. And you can hear at three years old, I want to grab the mic. I want to just, my father's like, don't touch the mic. I'm so, like, uh, so I from wanna, the beginning, I want to produce. <laughs> from day three years old, I wanted to that's produce. That's nuts. So how do you actually turn that into actually doing it? Because that's the hard part, right? Is making it from uh, I want to do it to I do I got, it. I got it. This is going to kill you. Okay. So I'm 12 years old and my father has, I don't know whether it was Gary Lyons or one of his pals from the studio mm. at the house. And I'm downstairs, but I'm at the edge of the stairs listening in. 
because it was adult time. Sure. My parents and kids weren't around when it was adult time. And they're talking, and uh, then he starts talking about uh, me. And he says, mm. and then I had in my basement at, at 12 years old, I had old tape machines, like six old tape machines, and I'd be patching them in and out of each other. And I mean, I had speakers hanging on rope. That almost got me killed. My That's father crazy. almost busted my neck for that one. Hanging speakers by rope <laughs> From know, the in the basement. Yeah. You know, so I got a bunch of monos, the stereos. You know, I would get old machines, fix them up, clean them up, get them repaired if I had to, if I couldn't fix it, and then mm -hmm. uh, I'd get them working. So he's got a friend over at the house, and Dad's like, you know, he's down there like for hours every day after school, boom, in the basement, working on his music, working on stuff. And I was terrible guitar player because I did, I, I did, I wanted to be an engineer and I wanted to be a producer, and I'm playing guitar since I'm eight, mm. and I was just terrible. I had these little tiny midget hands mm. forever. I know that feel. I feel like my fingers aren't long enough to be a good guitar yeah, player. Yeah, you know what? It, it's. <laughs> It happens, you know. Mm -hmm. I've had small hands. Yeah, you see hands. some of those guys. They got fingers yeah. that are like it's a foot long. How are your fingers right. that long? Right. We got regular hands. Small hands, but an average, mm. yeah, better than average size screen. But that doesn't matter, you know what I mean? That, <laughs> that has nothing to do with the hands. So anyway, so there I am. Um, I'm, you know, listening, and Dad says he's there. He's just in that basement. He won't leave that basement constantly. He's editing. He's doing stuff. I don't know if it's good or what, I, you know, because mm -hmm. I'm down there with my fish, and uh, he's down there doing his music. And his friend goes, well, maybe he's a Wunderkind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. That's what I said. <laughs> Wunderkind. And I'm, you know, I'm 12. What's yeah. a Wunderkind? I don't know. Sprechen Sie Deutsch. Nine, 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 nine. <laughs> I don't know. You know, so... Um, so a girl I was dating, it's German, her parents mm. off the boat German, like, like real like German, German. German. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Schultz, German, <laughs> like that. Uh, they were German, and uh, I said, I said, find out what Wunderkind means. What's a Wunderkind? <laughs> and she comes back and she says, young genius. Where'd you hear uh -huh. that? And I was like, so that's set in motion. I, now I get a plan going in my head. And I'm a planner. I've always right. been a planner. I always got this great plan. Okay. I'm Ralph okay. Cramden, uh, third <laughs> trimester. Like, kind of <laughs> like Ralph Cramden. So uh, not to not to steal your show, but I'll, I'll give no, it to you well, real quick. No, we're here to find about you, so I, it's perfect. I, my father, yeah. I call my dad at work. I'm like, Dad, you know, we're going to talk. Or I'll talk to you when I get home. You know, like... And I can remember his his stu his first studio the A and R recording in New York where he worked. Yeah, they had a top one hundred hit every week for like ten years. Mm. And I mean, and that's other stories. But so Dad's coming home. I get him when he walks in. He says, "After dinner, we'll go downstairs and talk." And that's we'd have our meetings. He had his fish tanks. I got my music stuff. So I sit him down. I said, "Listen, Dad, um, I was eavesdropping in on your conversation." the other night he goes you were I'm like of course <laughs> You're a kid. that's of what course I do you with do. music you had a music guy over that's my you know territory he goes what's your point that was my friend. what's your point I said I'm gonna quit school tomorrow I'm and done. how old are you at the point? 12. You're 12. I'm All done. Right. I'm out of school, Dad. And what I'm going to do is I want you to take me to work every day. And I know you can't pay me yet, but I'm going to start. Well, maybe next I want to be, I'll start cleaning. Well, the way it worked in the old days of recording is you started as a peon. You clean floors, you hmm. wipe down toilets. That's how it works in a lot of industries, right? You just start by the That's bottom and you work your way up. That's what I did. Not yeah, so much But now. I wanted to do it at 12. I said, I'm going to get started. So by the time I'm 16, time You're already by the time it. I'm starting 16, yeah. I'll be producing and engineering. And my father looks yeah. at me and goes, you going to quit school? 
Because you're not quitting school. He goes, <laughs> he goes, you'll have the truant officer after you. You'll get us in trouble. I'll get in trouble. And he said, I'll make you a deal. And my father always liked to make a deal. He okay. said, if you stay in school, because I know you, you're not going to be an A student, which wasn't a good thing to say, but, I mean, he knew he was calling it like it was. He was calling his pitch right there. Wasn't, you know, wasn't, wasn't quantum physics. If you stay in school and don't quit, mm-hmm. I will get you a job wherever I'm working, whatever studio I'm at, yeah. when one opens up. He goes, but you'll, you know. That's a good promise. That's a good deal. That's a real promise. That's a good deal. So I looked at him. I gave him, he goes, who's your pal? And I gave him a big hug and kiss on the cheek. And uh, when I was 16 years old, 16 or 17, I don't remember, 16. My first, it was in May of 1981. And I wasn't, uh, what are we doing here? We're getting getting a little furniture business here. Yeah, he swapped out to the chair. He's got an RCA studio, RCA Victor chair. I'm going to get that chair. He's not going to know I had to figure out why I felt different. Yeah, he always, on the show. Really? That's a nice chair, too. I'm jealous. This is a, I always get the this chair. Yeah, from the the I'm going to steal that chair just for the record. <laughs> so anyway, so, first. so, so <laughs> I, it was in May of 1981. My dad comes home from work, goes, meeting downstairs. Oh. We go downstairs to the meeting after dinner. It yeah. was after dinner. We had our meeting. He looks at me, he goes, going to finish school. I said, yeah. I'm finishing school. It's like a tumor on my, on my <laughs> rectum. But I did it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I made it through. He goes, yeah. I know you did, because you kept your end of the promise. You know hey. what that means? And literally, my eyes started to fill up with tears. And that man looked at me. He said, "Now he goes, you ready to start? I got a sound recording." John and Joel, John Roberts and Joel Rosenman's place or whatever. I get him backwards. Sure. That was Media Sound on 57th Street. I mean, those are the guys who did Woodstock. He was a studio manager there. And I started before I was out of high school. I was working. That's crazy. And then the minute I, I, I had to do summer school, as I did every year. Sure. I fell asleep in summer school. And the teacher looked at me, picked my head. I had long hair. Picks my head up off the, uh, off the desk and says... Uh, Mr. Plotkin, uh, you're sl- snoring in my class. I said, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm cleaning up after, like, Bobby and the Midnights, you know, Bob, Bob Weir and the Midnights and the Romantics, and, and I got to come here and put up with your nonsense. So, yeah, I'm a little tired. He goes, well, you're done. He goes, I, he goes wow. you, I said, you're tossing me? He goes, well, it's your third absence. You're done. I said, wow. I need this. He, he looked at me square in the face. He goes, Mr. Plotkin, you do not need this. Mm. And I did the math in my head in in a nanosecond. I figured it out. I kept my promise. I didn't quit school. You you got quit on. I got quit on. Yeah. I went to 12 years. He didn't say I had to get a diploma, which I wound up getting when I was like 30. So I went yeah, with sure. Mike Ray from the Plasmatics. We went and got <laughs> our GDs together. But that's another story. But anyway, that's and great. that's how I started in 1981. Wow. Yeah, I was like 16. That's a great story. That's a crazy years story. Old, 17, yeah. whatever, yeah. Because for you, because for a lot of people, we hear, you know, they started when they were young. But when they say young, they mean 8, 12, 15. For you, you're like three. I was like, definitely shit. ready to, I was I was psyched about being, because Dad used to take me to the studio, three mm. years old, two, two and a half, three years old. I would sit in this projection, like he was a sound for film editor. So he was the guy to make sure the picture locked up to the sound. Before audio for video, 
And they mm. used to use this thing called the Resolver. And this stuff was from the Navy and from the Army. Mm. And they, in, they, we didn't have time code. It was 59.9 or 60 cycles. Mm. And they would, mm. and this thing would be like, it, it connected to the uh, very speed of the tape machines. Like to the, you know, it controlled the cap stand of the tape machine. So it locked the cap stand of the tape machine to a 35 millimeter audio like audio recorders, they were called dubbers, hmm. but they were, it's 35 millimeter film, but it wasn't picture in it. It was audio. It was either huh. full coat, which was four tracks, one track of sync and three tracks of music, or you had a stripe, which was mono, hmm. huh. mono stripe back then anyway. And that's what he did. And I used to watch, like, I'd just be like vexed, like, <sighs> It's like, and I watched everything he did to the point where when I was seven and a half years old, he had a Wallensack tape machine in the house and he had an editing block and splicing tape and a razor blade. So when he'd fall asleep, he went to sleep because he got up at 3.30 in the morning to go to Ooh. work. Oh yeah, my Ooh. old man was nuts. He helped a lot of people in the music business. Yeah. Like, yeah, like people you know. Oh wow. And I know, you know, like Greg Calby, mm -hmm. George Marino may mm -hmm. rest in peace who I named my dog after, by the way. Really? He's George Marino Martin. He's the dog. What kind of dog? Yeah. Uh, he's a pit bull. Like, he's got oh. a little something else in him. And it's like a pit burly bull. dog. Oh. Uh, he's got not, like a, big... not like a little wimpy dog. No, no. He's a big dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah and he's, I have a little he's got a dog, huge so. smile. I would <laughs> no. have no dog, but my girlfriend left me George. So, But anyway, <laughs> so that's how I got yeah. in the music business. I was editing so tape like a monster. the story here. Go. Yeah. So we want to get way deeper into this, but before we do, I want to play something that oh, you Oh, yeah, so people on, know. People know. So yeah, they know a little more on. about you. But let me say this. Yeah. Uh, so I... I I'm sorry I if I droned on. No, I'm no, like, no, no, not at all. No, it's like an old man sitting here. I, the only thing I'm not doing is drooling no, on No, this myself. is what you're no, here no, to no, do we love is it. to talk on the yeah, show. We, we, so, yeah, we brought you to talk on the show. It's perfect. So, no, I just was looking for an entry point, and you kind of got to the end of the story. So... So I know one of the artists on your website that you talked about working with is Public Enemy. Yeah, I, I worked is, on Fear Which is crazy to me. Well, That's like for me. I worked on Fear. I was lucky enough to work on Fear of a Black Planet. And not only did I work on it, I'm on the record. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. What do you do on the record? Uh, there's this song. I, I don't curse anymore. So there's this song on the album called Leave This Off Your Charts. And I'm the hook. <laughs> it's a short, like a minute and a half tune. Okay, and, gotcha, gotcha. But it's like, it's not an interlude. It's a song. Really? That's cool. Yeah, it's a great story to that, too. Yeah, and Public and, Enemy is, that's a big... So yeah. the... I worked who, with the Bomb Squad. Tell me who else you worked with. Public Enemy, Ice Cube. I worked on America's Most Wanted. Oh, oh which is that's like, maybe his biggest album? That's it, a huge album. It's... Pretty, it's a definer for yeah, that, that, like that, a, a, a that genre. and fear of a black planet are basically they're they're, in my opinion, they're pretty they're pretty you know strong. But I, I listen, I was in the right place at the right time. It's a funny mm. story too. Public Enemy was a funny story, which I'll tell you later. Yeah. Okay. So why don't we why don't we play, play a song, song yeah. from Public Enemy? And oh then, yeah, you could do that. Why don't you we'll uh, jump in? Why don't you? Uh, I, yeah, which one? Which one? Which one? Which one do you want? Do you have a favorite? It doesn't have to be the one where you cuss. <laughs> yeah, no, I just just Unless play anything to. from that album is fantastic. I mean, I worked on a bunch of tracks. Uh, uh, who stole? Who stole the soul? Is really like mm. I, one of my favorites. And uh, burn Hollywood, burn! I love burn Hollywood, burn. 
burn, Hollywood burn, I smell a riot going on. First they killed now they're gone. Yeah, I'll check out a movie, but it'll take a black one to move me. It's great. <laughs> That's a whole genre that... I love that song, now. Burn Hollywood Burn. That it's, whole genre of public. Well, I mean, are you going to find it? I didn't work yeah, on the yeah. entire album. So, there was a bunch sure. of really great so engineers. Is the song called work Burn on. Hollywood Burn? Yeah, I love okay, that song. Okay, we'll play one. that song, and then afterwards you can tell us the story of getting involved with it. Good. Cool. You got okay. it. That whole, that whole genre. Oh, I guess I'll just wait for you to play the song. <laughs> All right. We're going to play the song. Do you guys edit the show, or do you nope. just put it as a. Zero edits. We just throw it up. Right? I mean, right now we're live, and then. Glad we'll throw it up to podcast. I'm glad I didn't eat too much before we, you know, a little flatu- <laughs> live flatulence. Burn, Hollywood, burn, hey, so I smell a riot going on. First they're guilty, now they're gone. Yeah, I'll check out a movie, but it'll take a black one to move me. Get me the hell away from this TV. All this news and views are beneath me. So all I hear about is shots ringing out, about gangs putting each other's head out. So I'd rather kick some slang out. All right, fellas, let's go hang out. Hollywood, or would they not make us all look bad like I know they had? Some things I'll never forget, yeah So step and fetch this shit For all the years we look like clowns The joke is over, smell the smoke from all around and holes, many intelligent black men seem to look uncivilized when on the screen, like I guess I figure you to play some jigaboo on the plantation, what else can a nigga do, and black women in this profession, after playing a lawyer, out of the question, for what they played, and your mama is the perfect term, even if now she got a perm, so let's make our own movies like Spike Lee, cause the roles being offered don't strike me, there's nothing that the black man could use to earn, burn Hollywood, burn. Driving this Daisy. Oh, oh no, man. No. Just, oh, just what I'm, I'm talking about. All terms of the damn shit. Yo, I'm out of here, man. Sleep, hey, yo, check it out, man. I got Black C's at the crib, man. Y'all want to go check that out? Yeah. That's the idea. Cause we could have rolled it from the beginning. Y'all with it, Fuck man. Hollywood, man. You're quite hostile. I got a right to be yeah, hostile, man. But that, this is I really like... To, it's a defining... I, 
I thought this record really was like the Black Sergeant Peppers, and I don't use mm. that lightly because I like I, I got to watch Paul McCartney record when I was a kid, like eight years old. <sighs> that's spent, great. What, yeah, recording. That's what, what, do you, what do you know? What he was recording then? What was your Ram? I okay. do. I know what was recording. <laughs> of course, you know. What it is. I was a How huge not? Beatles fan. Are you kidding? Oh my god! My, so you're, so when, you're there with Paul McCartney, and he's recording. When my father told me that I was a huge Beatles fan since like four years old. Well, ever, my the whole dad, world was. Yeah, right? but I'm going to tell you, my father okay. he had a stereo, KLH turntable, and he had the KLH speakers, and that was like hi-fi back then. You know, he couldn't afford my, Macintosh or anything like that. Like, you know, like, sure. he was, it was affordable. So he had a... a, a a headphone box, a mm -hmm. four-input headphone box, and me and uh, the 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 person who used to call me, I used to call my brother, used to lay on the floor on the carpet just listening, and I'd be looking at the credits, and he'd be playing the Beatles, and we'd be listening in KLH headphones, like old, uh, you know, yeah. Koss headphones, whatever it was. And uh, so the Beatles to me were everything. And when he came home and said, Paul McCartney is in the studio, I literally got lightheaded. And yeah, I remember that, this. Yeah, that's like, not a thing you just hear every I'm, now and I'm then. I'm eight then. years <laughs> old. Like that's one thing that that never came into the, in, the, into my what's the word uh, my periphery. Yeah, you know, it's not a beetle. And when he said Paul McCartney was literally, I'm lightheaded. Right. Like, and I'm like, Dad, I gotta come in. Like, yeah. he, you always brought me. <laughs> I in. mean, you got How, you got it. He goes like this. He goes, you don't understand. He goes, when Paul McCartney's in the studio, he walks in and goes straight into the control room and the studio, and you do not see him. The only time anyone saw him is when he went out to take a piss. Whatever. You're There's like, I'll no, hang out in the lobby. I don't care. Whatever. Sorry, Paul you're, McCartney you're in the studio. I'm going. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and my dad goes, you can't go. He goes. It's like, he goes. The studio's locked down. Like it's it's like like Fort Knox. <laughs> like they didn't have security, but it was tight. You like mm -hmm. it's a different kind of tight in the studio when you have someone like that. Especially since it's Ram. He's just out of the Beatles. Mm. What? Uh, it's 1972. Mm -hmm. 73 okay. Ram, 72. So it's like he was just out of the Beatles a year or two. Right. And well, there's booms or whatever it was. You know, so I'm not sure. a Beatlesologist. I'm just a fan of the music. Like sure. there are guys yeah, yeah, who yeah. can tell you what, you know, George Harrison had for that. tea that day. I, I have no care. <laughs> for, I have the books, but I Thank only you. reference yeah. them for Thanks song much. stuff. Mm. So, yeah, so McCartney was in and then I had my opening and I got to go in. Man. I got to go in. It's, it's my father. Paul actually... My dad, being studio manager, he could do whatever. Like, he was Mitch. <laughs> my mm. dad pulled. Like, he could walk into a McCartney session, my dad. Matter of fact, he yeah. walked into my McCartney session and lift the baby, who I don't know which baby it was, Stella maybe, but mm. uh, he had wow. a baby in the in the crib. I don't know which. It was the oldest of the kids. And he picked it up, and the baby <laughs> urinated all over my dad. <laughs> <laughs> So this I was is, like, "That's McCartney PP. That's fine." So you, so you said, said this is this is nineteen nineteen what? What is it? Nineteen seventy. This is nineteen seventy two. So nineteen seventy two. I'm I'm eight. you're like, in the studio. Yeah, you're like, eight years old. Seventy one with 71. Paul McCartney. Well, I'm not in the studio yet. You don't understand. Dad sure, okay. told me I okay. couldn't okay. go. Okay, well, you couldn't go yet. So okay. Dad walks in to see how it's going and stuff like that. And McCartney looks at my father and says, "He's got Heather." His stepdaughter with mm. Linda is just like creating uncoolness for him. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. My father 
looks at him straight in the face and goes, you know, I have an eight-year-old son as well. Mm. And... Uh, Mm, I see you're in now. He could, uh, you could become a McCartney. He, you, you, right, yeah. well, I would well, wait. If he would have sold me, <laughs> you'd be I like, I'm been in. Gone. <laughs> like a dollar. Here, you're, take the kid. You're Paul. just trying to pay back your dad's two hundred thousand. Oh, I love my dad. dad. I would send him money. I would send him cash. I'd send him a hundred million bucks. Yeah, I mean, that, you're a McCartney, a McCartney at that point. <laughs> yeah, he didn't do that. <laughs> and I'm glad that would have been a whole different life. Dad. Yeah, it would have well, been. Also, I don't know if the British are different, but usually the guy doesn't take the girl's last name, and also stepdaughters. Like, Listen, I just I don't think you're getting the McCartney. If you name marry a McCartney, doesn't you matter. Take he the adopted McCartney her. Name. Oh, he, he adopted did. Heather. Oh, he no, did. he was into okay. he was into Linda whole hog. I so mean, you, ta- you take yeah. the girl's name, and but you say that you're you don't say like I want to be a McCartney. You just say you're being progressive. You're being you know? progressive. Yeah. <laughs> I was on I was on one show where they asked me if I got intimate with her. I said, We were eight years old, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Who asked that kind of question? Two eight year olds. Some asshole, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean I got my first kiss at six, but I didn't try to make a move on her because I'm gonna tell you how it went. Okay. My father comes home that night and says we got to have a meeting now. This is, I think. Was, I th- <laughs> Dad's always with the meetings. <laughs> we were still in Brooklyn, so it was after dinner. It's always a meeting with my father. He was, he had his quirks, and I loved every one of them. I loved him so much. My best friend in the whole world. Uh, so, uh, so we eat dinner, and I'm like at the edge of my seat. Like, what could he ask? McCartney's in the studio. Like, what could? <laughs> what? I know I'm not going in, so he's got something going on. And figuring my father was really cool. Like, I had a case of audio tape every Hanukkah. For like mm. 10 years, I got a case of 206 mm. masterings, 3M, you know, Scotch mastering. Thing. Yeah. God, do I wish I had that case of tape. In case How much money would now. that be worth? It didn't matter. My yeah. fault, that was sure. what I got. I got one present, and that's all I wanted. And it cost <laughs> a pretty penny, too. I'm sure. So, um, so he says, uh, how you doing? I'm like, What's your point, Dad? <laughs> like, <laughs> we could do it. that. Let's well, that it. was yeah. his line. You know, I'm throwing about it. He goes... He goes, you know, uh, McCartney's in the studio. And normally when he opened the door from coming in from work, like I would hit him like, what is he doing? What mics are they doing? Eight years old. What mics are they using? (laughs) What songs are they working on? Do you know the name of the songs? What kind of tracks are they? You know what I mean? What are they doing? What kind of, what, you know, like I just hit him like a hurricane. He did my father's studio manager. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, he goes, Paul was telling me today that uh, Heather is kind of under his, you know, he needs to get some something going on with, you know, to get Heather out of his hair. He goes, uh, you want to come in? And I was like... You're like, let me think about it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, Aah! And I'm like, give him a big hug. And he's like, wait a minute, get off of me. He goes, you have to know there's rules. He goes, there's a deal in it. Mm. I'm like, what's the deal? Always I'm with coming the deals. in. Always with the deal. He deals. goes, you got to hang out with Heather. And it was like you could have heard my heart hit the floor. Like, you like want to hang out with Paul McCartney? I don't want to hang out with Heather. I want to watch the sessions. Yeah. And he goes, no, you can't go in the sessions unless she gets you in the room. Unless he t- says you can come in the room, you're not going in but the room. But that's your ticket is she can get you in the room. And that's the math I'm doing in my head. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I can dazzle her with some studio chops and and some plot-in charm. Oh, you didn't I'm, know how I'm, girls worked yet, did you? Oh, no. No way, man. No, 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 no. I didn't care about it. I wasn't about Nookie. This is a McCartney. I want to know music. I want to talk about, I want to talk about, uh, I saw her standing there and I should have known better, you know, uh, 
you know, oh. all I mean, a hard day's night for me was as a kid was it. Sure. I didn't discover Sgt. Pepper's till later. Mm. Except on the greatest hits, you know, the sixty two to sixty six sixty yeah, the two blue to sixty six and sixty seven to seventy. I bought yep. those on, yeah. I bought those yeah. on CD. I mean just imagine I had I, those when they came out. I have yeah. that LP. Oh I love it. Two of them. They're two yeah. double record sets. I have the early yeah. one. Yeah. I, I only have the CDs. Sorry. So <laughs> so he says cool. he goes, mm-hmm. but listen to me, he goes, because I was wild. I mean, if you can tell, if you think I have a big mouth now, I had a big mouth then. At eight years old? Really? I had a big mouth. So my dad <laughs> said, listen to me, I'm going to tell you right now, if you, you got to watch what you say to her. This is a McCartney. You will get me fired. Right, that's music royalty. No, it's... it's she was like the princess. Well, mm-hmm. basically, like whatever. He goes, so no matter what, he goes, you got to watch what you say. He goes, because if you say something that angers her, you're, you're, you're going to get me. I'm done. He goes, I'm Ooh. done. He goes, that's it. No more studio. He goes, I'll be fired. He goes, and pissing off of McCartney might, I might never work. Like he said, he his, mm. one of his famous lines was, I'll be out in front of Woolworth selling pencils and apples <laughs> with fish with, with a hook for a hand. That was my dad. He say that to a, to an eight year old. Yeah, you're seven, eight. Yo, seven like, years old. Eight years old. Is that weight? what happens when they kick he, you out of this music business? They cut well, off your hand. It's, it's dad was music dad again. was drama. My father was music drama. Here's your hook. So <laughs> right, exactly. So I should have said to him. I said you should have said he is your hook. Dad, come on. You know I can do it. I go no. I'll be cool. I am. Look, Danny. Come on. I want to go. Okay. We get up at three thirty in the morning. We go in. Like, you know, like go to take the train, the subway, whatever it was. Mm. We were still in Brooklyn, I think, so it was the subway. And uh, we get into the studio, and he does his whole routine in the morning. And there was this little place called the Pygmy Lounge, <laughs> which was a, a room that was like half size. And he used to keep old masters and stuff. And it was just like they threw the junky tapes in there. And there was a cot where the engineers would sleep, when, you know, from a late session or something. Mm-hmm. So I went and crashed in the Pygmy Lounge, and he woke me up at uh, like uh, he's, he said McCartney walks in at 10 o'clock on the nose mm. he goes so take a nap and then you'll wake up and you know and I was already playing with tape machines like I could sit he would leave me in a production room at 8 years old and I could use the tape machines I would three machine mix I would edit whatever depending on what room they put me in you know, so I could oh, I could yeah. do stuff. Yeah, at eight years old, I was. Which is crazy at that age. That's nuts. That's not normal. That's... Well, <laughs> so he gets me up at like ten to ten. Wash your face. Get ready. Come on. At ten o'clock, we're literally standing in the lobby, and on the nose walks in Paul McCartney, Linda McCartney, the baby, and Heather. I don't know which baby it was, whatever, and Heather. Doesn't, doesn't so matter, Paul doesn't McCartney matter. was there. Paul that's, McCartney. That's, 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 yeah. And it happened so fast, I can't even remember. Like, he didn't look happy, he didn't look sad. He looked nothing, he just was going right. He didn't stop. Mm. He walked in, didn't say hello, walked past, and walked right yeah. through the, there was this long hallway, the Studio A- A1 at A&R Recording, 799 7th Avenue. Mm-hmm. Between 51st and 52nd Street. That's where the 52nd Street Billy Joel album, that's oh, where wow. that was shot. That picture was at the freight entrance of A&R. And there she is. I'm face-to-face with Heather McCartney. And I'm like, all I'm trying to do and think in my head is how are we getting in that control room? But okay, we'll get to that. Let's yeah. a, a little, a little yeah. One step butter. at a time. One so step Dad, at a time. Desert's, Alan, my name was Alan back then, not not seven. Alan, this is Heather McCartney. Heather, this is my son, Alan. Because you two go ahead, go knock it out, go play. 
And I look at Heather McCartney, and she doesn't have a smile on her face either. Uh-oh. She's got, mm-hmm. like... So I look at her, I go, how you doing? I go, I can do a lot of cool stuff around here. My dad <laughs> lets me do cool stuff. He said we can go into the production room, his production room, and, you know, work. Do you want to see how I edit tape? Mm-hmm. And she looks at me, and she goes... My dad, I watch him do that all day long. Ooh, she's not interested. I can three machine mix. I can watch my father do that all day long. Oh, no. I said, did the Beatles break up because of drugs? <laughs> like, like, like it wasn't even like that. <laughs> and my father hit me so hard, I saw stars. He cracked me. Ah, and he goes like this. He goes, he goes, Heather, he didn't mean she was getting upset. And I knew I wanted to hurt her. Like she pissed me off and I she yeah. made me angry. I'm sorry. I don't care. She made me angry. <laughs> I keep saying that too. She made me angry and I I I didn't want to, you know, I, I I wouldn't want to put up with it. So my dad said, you know, like he gave me a crack, like like it was lightning. Like right. and he just goes. He goes, don't talk to her like that. I, I said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> like, you know, your eye, he hits, yeah. you know, when your eyes start to water, and yeah. you know, like, you're going to cry. I remember this like it's yesterday. Right. And then I looked at her, I said, look, I said, we can do something fun. I know how to thread a dubber. 35 millimeter dubber. No way McCartney's going to have one of those in the house. He'd have no reason <laughs> to have it. And I said, you want to watch it? I said, these things can be fun because I do this little flappy thing with the reels and I can make it kind of like sing and stuff like that and do mm-hmm. play music. Like It's cool. She goes, my father has one of those and we can watch that all day long. Oh my God. And I, got, I looked at this her, I gal. said, I looked at her, I looked at her and I said, did someone, I said, did someone actually take a scissor to your dad's hair and try and get a hair from him and stab him in the head? And she starts crying and my father grabbed my arm she goes, Heather, you'll see you later. And I don't know oh, how he no. didn't dislocate my shoulder that I don't have, like, because it was like lightning, like, shoosh, whoosh. And then he threw me into the pygmy lounge. He put me in the pygmy lounge and he said, lay there and don't move. I was like, hey, I'm sorry. She was a jerk. He wasn't nice. And I'm crying and stuff. And it was like, I, I got punished. Like for an hour, he let me sit there. He was like, I told you. He goes, if she goes back and tells me that, this is over. Oh, yeah, because it's much higher stakes for this year is eight. higher stakes. Year I mean, in the worst case scenario, they don't like pissed, it. She made me so angry. I was so annoyed. To be fair, it sounds like she was being kind of a bitch. She was being not nice. Yeah, <laughs> she was being. I mean, not she was nice. eight, so I'm we'll being, forgive her now. Yeah, right. Exactly. Now, did she have a British voice? Just from my understanding of the story, it's like a fancy British. No, she like, wasn't gal. British. <laughs> Linda Eastman. I don't really even oh. remember. It's been so long. No, I don't think so. She wasn't British. Oh. She was American. Linda Eastman. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Man. Okay, this just helps in my big, interpretation. Big yeah, but anyway, so later I on, I just want to know if I should hear I, her like, oh, I can watch my dad do that all day. I don't remember. That, in my no, mind, that's was, definitely she, what it sounds I don't like. Think she's she like that, no, she was American. Okay, okay. I can watch my dad do that all day. No, but the <laughs> thing was, is <laughs> I got to hang out with her, but I didn't hang out with her a lot. I can't remember any conversation. She wasn't very nice. Mm. And God bless her. I mean, you know, look, she was probably a moody kid. She's or still she, alive? She probably, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, she's, she's, did she do things? She, she's, she's on one of McCartney's <laughs> estates painting or just doing the work. Just, just living the life of a billion she's, dollars. She's still McCartney? 
I would imagine so. Because she's not married. I, I don't think, think he divorced. Well, be, but he divorced Linda, didn't he? No, but I don't think you died. changed your name. Oh, she died. You, you know, Linda. I don't know she, about that history. Yeah, she passed away. She died from cancer. Oh, I didn't know. And that. then remember, then McCartney married the model with the one leg. I didn't know that. Who looked I didn't like know that. I, don't know, I know yeah. he's had a lot. Oh, of I mean, wives. I mean, I like Beatles. No, music. he hasn't had a lot of wives. He's only on wife number three, I think. Really? Well, well three's kind of a lot. Not for a, a not for a musician. Not, not for a Beatle. Not for a, <laughs> a Beatle. <laughs> no, I think he's on his third wife, or maybe he divorced. I don't know. But all I yeah, know I, is, is that like actually, you know, most of the Beatles didn't have a lot of wives. But Howard had her. Howard Stern had him on before he married. He told him, "Man, you better get a prenup. You better get a prenup." I think she got like four hundred million bucks. No, because you know what? Let's face it. I saw what's money. If you have a, over a billion dollars, all right, yeah, it hurts, but whatever. Oh, wow. But you still Slice have a lot. Off $400 million. Well, <laughs> she was only with him for a, year, a couple of years. Did she, wow. she made a lot of money in that couple of years then. <laughs> I don't know. That's I, crazy. I, I talked about it on the, uh, I talked about it on the uh, Gary in the Morning show, and uh, we were howling. I, I mean, look, you know, it was craziness. That is, that mean, I mean, Sorry. to be fair, this whole story from start to finish yeah. has been goddamn insane. Real quick, I just need this to insert. <laughs> we were supposed to talk about Public Enemy, and then you bastards got onto a whole nother topic. Yeah, about meeting, about it's Paul McCartney great topic, in the studio. I did great get time. to watch. I did get to watch part of a session. So uh, you, what yeah. happened was... So is, we need to get to that story. Okay. We need to get to you a being a producer. Brief, brief insertion. <laughs> we're going to talk about Public Enemy later. <laughs> I mean, we can have a public, I'm sorry. Public enemy now, but yeah, yeah. I, there's a lot of things we can talk about. Now, yeah, public, okay, but finish now, the pu- finish the Paul McCartney story because we all love so, Paul McCartney. I mean, she wasn't like she wasn't friendly. It wasn't fun. Mm. Yeah, and uh, the best parts of that were when she's like, "I'm gonna go like just hang out and watch my dad," and uh, she and uh, I would go. My dad's production room had a like a back door to where you went, a door to where you went to the projection booth for Studio A1 where McCartney was. Mm. So I could sit really quietly and watch, you know, very, I mean, there was tape. They didn't want anyone going in there, but I was in there like, I was a kid, I'm right in there. <laughs> I wasn't third trimester <laughs> ready like I am now. I was a little skinny kid and I got to watch from between, you know, real quietly. I didn't, didn't breathe. Mm-hmm. To watch him working on those songs. I mean, that album's "Wish So Sorry, Uncle, Uncle Albert." Admiral Halsey is on that. Mm-hmm. Three Legs. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a brilliant album. Mm-hmm. Ram. Man. Uh, when I walk, 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 walk. You know that. Hey, you my that horse around. Yeah. The Even Linda sings good on that record. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't a great singer, but uh, hey, listen. You know, that's it, crazy. He loved his wife. He put her in a band. And watching it was insane. Just I could only see in the control room. You couldn't really see past the glass. There were little slots, and you know. But I got to watch, and that's all that mattered. I have uh, that same story, but mine was with Don Henley. But instead of you being eight, weird instead, you instead of being instead of being eight, I was uh, twenty-five. <laughs> He's not a nice guy. And, and everyone says he, <laughs> and he's not a nice guy. And instead of it guy. being his daughter, it's that was him. not nice, it was literally him. 
Yeah, he's not a nice guy. They're not a nice guy. A lot I mean, of, I don't know him. Yeah, I remember because you, you no, know what sorry, he did I, to I Joe Walsh, right? You mm. know how not a nice guy is. Howard no, Stern. I don't know. Begged Joe Walsh on his TV show. He had this Channel Nine TV show. Mm. This is before the radio. Know. This oh no, he was a, had a radio show. He was oh. he had a TV well, show. This is and during a radio the Stern show. show. Oh yeah, okay, the Stern shows. He had a he had a couple of TV shows. Yeah, he had his. So this was his Channel Nine show. They called it because he was on Channel Nine in New York. And Howard Stern was allowed on public television? Oh, yeah. When was, and that sounds insane well. to me. <laughs> Not only that, he did pay-per-view. I think he had well, the biggest pay-per-view sense. event at that time. Of right. You're tangenting on the wrong subject. So I'm, just, going. I'm just Howard oh, okay. Stern. So like Don Henley. Henley. Okay, yeah, yeah, Joe yeah. Walsh. Don Henley. But, Don Henley. Uh, Don Henley. Walsh. Talk about Don Henley. Yeah. Just, he kept Joe Walsh. Joe Walsh, the reason we were talking about Howard was because Joe Walsh was on Howard Stern and Howard begged him to play Desperado. And you know Joe, he's like, I don't know, Howard, I don't think that's such a good idea. (laughs) You know, back then he was really getting high. And Howard's like, come on, you got to play it. And then Donald get pissed. I'm not going to do it. You know, and he got him to play Desperado and that held back. That's why they called it. Henley said, there'll be a reunion with Joe Walsh when hell freezes over. And that was the name of the tour. Really? The reunion tour. And on that note, we'll eat a donut. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when I met the guy who helped put together the Hell Freezes Over tour, it was Joe Walsh's manager. Just mm. great, and I forget the manager's name, I'm all right, but I'm he right. he also uh, is at the time was the president of the Rock and Roll Music Hall of Fame yeah. in Cleveland. And yeah, the Eagles are like there. royalty. He uh, well, I think they're royalty everywhere. So <laughs> so get this: I was working at House of Blues here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I was low man on the totem pole, but I was... Audio? Huh? Run sound? No, no. I was like, like, gopher. And okay. so, and front when desk... when you first moved to Nashville. You get yeah, paid? Like, day one, huh? Yeah, get I got paid? paid. I got Kiss paid. Close. It was like day <laughs> day one of uh, moving here. I mean, w- month one, really. So, anyway, but um, uh, my first day, Don Henley was in the studio... And I was, I mean, I'm from, I'm from San Diego. At House of Blues Studios? Yeah, yeah. In, here in Nashville. But I thought the Hill. House of Blues Studio had nothing to do with the hard rock. Oh, okay, he's in the studio. He's in, not at House of Blues, he's in the studio. He was wherever. in the studio, right, House right, right, of right. Blues Studio. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was? Yeah, it's, it's uh, 15 minutes from here. I know he where it is. He recorded his last album, uh, I forget what it was even called, but it's, it's like kind of more country-oriented. Yeah. But anyway, uh, my first day, I'm from San Diego, and San Diego doesn't really have a music industry. And my first day showing up here, Sorry. I had done studios out there, but it's just like local artists. It's like nobody important. And then my first day, they're like, Don Henley's here. I'm like, what the hell yeah. is this world I've just stepped into? a shock of a first into? day, yeah. Yeah, and isn't it incredible? I mean, it's no Paul That was my childhood. Studio, but it's I loved close. it. No, it doesn't matter. Same, it's pretty close. That's pretty, that's pretty big. It's no, yeah, Don Henley's no Paul McCartney. It's no Beatles. <laughs> it's just the But also, Eagles. Paul McCartney seems like a cool guy. But anyway, so... <laughs> McCartney, well, you... Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or McCartney. Yeah. So, so, uh, at the same time that Don Henley was there recording his last album, Richie Furey was there recording his last album. I don't know who Richie Furey is. Oh, you don't? He was the guitar player for Buffalo Springfield. Richie Furey? Furey. Or Fury? Furey. Richie Fury. Fury. Wait a minute. Fury? Depends how you, I don't know how you pronounce it. Richie I say Fury? Furey, but maybe it's Fury. You know Buffalo Springfield. Obviously, yeah. Who yeah, okay. Know that? The guitar player. He was also in Poco. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or he I think he was the singer of Poco. And then he's now solo. That's Richie Furey. Okay. Mm. Or Fury mm. or whatever. Fury or something. Whatever. So uh I might have said 
said it wrong. All these, don't matter. But anyway, no. so okay. both Richie Fury, Fury and Don <laughs> Henley, Henley, Henley. <laughs> are both at House of Blues at the same right. time recording their own different albums. Right. And they have their associated crews. The guy producing Don Henley was Stan Lynch, drummer for Tom Petty. And then... I don't remember who the producer was for uh, Richie, but... So many... Talk about talent, that whole band. Yeah. Mike Campbell, all those guys. I mean, that whole entire band. Mm. Super talents. But they have... Richie has this big crew, and one of the guys is his manager, also manages Joe Walsh, also is the Hall of Fame guy. So one day, I'm working front desk at House of Blues, and I'm I'm green, and uh, Don Henley comes in, and he says, hey... If Richie Fure comes in, don't let them back into the to Studio A. We're in there right now. <laughs> and so he and then Don goes back into the studio and Where's Stan the Lynch is there. Studio manager, where all this is going on, dude. There was no studio manager. There was no studio manager. There were two assistant engineers and there was me. And, and then like there was like the owner. New. <laughs> yeah, I'm brand new. And Don Henley's telling me to be responsible. Huh? Was it a two room? Did he have a bunch? No, no, of no. Rooms no. Yeah, there were. Two rooms in the building we were in, and there were two rooms across the street. But so he's Don Henley's Don, telling you Don not Henley's to let Rich, Richie. Can we, can I? Can you? Is it? Yeah, go for it. Oh, you got people on there. Oh yeah, this. Well, this is just the so we can monitor chat, but if you don't look something up. No, no, no. Well, I want to see who. Uh, hold on, Buffalo Springfield, just mm-hmm. so we can get a reference. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, get. So Buffalo. So Don Henley, one of the most major rock stars of our time, is telling me don't let Richie well, Fure a. <laughs> Our, in a general sense, yeah, yeah, is yeah. telling me, don't let Richie Fure, a major rock star, uh, into the studio. And I don't know who's... Yeah, what are you going to do? Whose turn it is or who's supposed to be in there. I don't know if... if <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. But in either case, um, not 10 yeah, minutes Fure, later... He's right, Fure. Oh, wow. Nice. Not 10 minutes later, Richie huh. Fure and his entire crew of like seven other people... Walk uh, in. Including the Joe Walsh manager guy. They all walk in and they start heading back there. And I'm like, oh, what am I supposed to do? And it's like before I can even. You let they him just go. Walk, they walk straight in. After Don Henley said, don't let him go. First off, Don Henley was such a not, he's such a, he's famously such a not nice guy. Sure. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Do you mean so this I'm is? Not, I'm not using. So I don't, check this I don't out. Curse anymore. So so they go back there and I'm like, no. What am I, I supposed to do? Anymore. What am I supposed to do? <sighs> and I'm like, do I stop them? Do I not stop them? Like these are all paying clients slash rock and roll royalty. What do I do here? And I just was like, it was too late. I couldn't do that. And I just sat at the desk, man. And ten minutes later, Richie and his whole crew come back out and. Uh, they're Don. disconcerted. They're not happy. No, and of Joe not. Walsh's manager stops by the desk and talks to me. And he was like, I hate Don Henley. And by the way, this guy is <laughs> like. No one likes it. Supposedly, like a, the only person who likes Don Henley is, is Don Henley. Is Don, Henley. <laughs> is Don Henley and maybe one of his wives. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, look, I don't want to talk bad about Don Henley, but he's not a nice guy. So this guy, uh, Joe Walsh's manager is like, uh, I don't know, post-60s, like, hippie guy. Like, you know, he was clearly a hippie. What but was his name? Up. Do you I know? forget, but, I mean, he was he was a big Chicago music DJ and then turned manager. If you look up Joe Walsh's manager, you'll find his name. Yeah, well, but in so either case, he, he, uh, he, he looks at me and he's just like, and I don't say that lightly. I love everyone. Yeah. I love 
all of humanity, but I hate Don Henley. <laughs> he said, we, I put together, a... I helped put together the Hell Freezes Over Tour and got the Eagles back together, and that was hell. And I don't, he didn't really explain a lot more, but he's just like, Don hasn't changed. He has never grown. I've given him chances over and over again. He's the worst man on this planet. You know, the funny thing is, is I've told a number of people that, and they're like, really? I don't see it. And I'm like, I'm like, then you really don't know Don Henley. Now, I've never worked with Don Henley, but I know people who have worked with Don Henley, fair, and I'm not going to name them. I haven't either. But, I just bought him soup. <laughs> but, like, let's just say this. The way he took, the way he interacted with me when I took his soup from Panera order made me think, I hate this person. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, it's funny. It's funny what talk. I'm going to tell That's you. Strong. Can I Can I yeah. give you a quick yeah. one? I, yeah. right I wish, I hope... I have a friend named Rich Gross. Rich Gross is out of his skull, and I mm -hmm. love him. He's my friend since 1980, maybe 85. He's an old friend, and I love him, but he's out of his skull. But I'm going to tell you a funny story with Rich Gross. Now, okay. Rich has got to be, I don't know, 5'10", 5, 5... No, he's big. He's like got to be 6'1". So he's a big guy, and he's always got a bit of a belly, and, you know, and... I'm running the rental company, which is uh, was uh, owned by a fantastic person named Jim Flynn. And when Jim Jim had a silent partner, and, and his silent partner was Eddie Germano, may he rest in peace, or whatever that guy mm. who used to own. He owned the Hit Factory. Gotcha. So I was working. I was he. A friend of mine brought me in to work at the rental company, which was in the basement of the Hit Factory. Uh, Eddie forced out his partner Jim, and Jim was a great guy. Eddie was not. Eddie was Eddie, whatever. Yeah. I don't want to talk bad about anyone, but Eddie was Eddie. So I'm working at the rental company, and I get a rental for uh, Hall, uh, Daryl Hall. Of Hall & Oates? Yep, Hall & Oates. Last but, week we had a guy who played for yeah. John. Yeah, John uh, for, uh, oh, uh, jo Oates. Uh, John Oates, yeah. 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 The, nice, <laughs> the nice guy in the band. <laughs> the Oates so, of right? so, Hall & Oates. Well, I don't know. I, I, I shouldn't say he was Hall so we got to bring this gear. So I got to get the gear up to him. But mm. our delivery guy quit like a day before. So I got to get, I call my friend Rich. I'm like, you want to make a couple of hundred bucks? We're going to bring a rental up to Daryl Hall's house. So he had a studio in his house, like real studio. In, I think it was Connecticut or somewhere. I, it's been a long time. Upstate. Mm. I'm not sure. So we drove up to Daryl Hall's house. And I, we bring the gear in. Daryl Hall doesn't look at me. Daryl Hall doesn't talk to me. I bring the gear right into the control room. Right? Rack of gear. Yeah. Not, not cool. And then my friend Rich disappears. And I'm like, he goes, I'm going to hit the bathroom. That's what it is. He goes, I'm going to hit the bathroom. And I'm waiting for him. And I'm waiting. I'm like, no way. He's about to drop a deuce. In, and the bathroom was in the studio. He had a room full of musicians in there. He's the bathroom's like it was like here you have your studio here. It's like if your bathroom right here. Oh wow! And there's Rich dropping a deuce, and I'm like knocking on the door. I'm like Rich, clip it. We're out of here. Come on, we're gonna go. And he is literally he's in there for like eight minutes, and I'm sweating. Because here, like, I'm like, guys waiting. I'm like, sorry, guys, we'll be right out. Mm -hmm. Like, they're waiting to, to record. Huh. And Rich walks out, and the smell 
piles into the studio. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, no, no, wait a minute, excuse me. Rich walks out and it didn't pile out. We shut the door real quick. That's yeah. what it was. But I could smell it. Like, you know, like right away I was like, get out. I said, you just dropped it. You couldn't wait. We could have went to 7-Eleven. And literally I got the phone call the next day. We're not using the rental company anymore. Your friend, your driver dropped a deuce. You know, I'm, I'm talking nice. Uh, yeah. I'm giving you the clean version of it. <laughs> On, in Daryl Hall's studio. Like, stunk. he said, he goes, someone of them opened the door and it was over. Wow. And, dude, and it was right, like, it that came from Daryl. Daryl does not want to rent anymore from you. If you're famous, man, wouldn't you want to be, like, the cool guy who lets stuff slide and understands that everybody poops? And that's that's new famous. Though, everybody cool poops. Guy. This is old. Everybody news. poops and they all stink. I hear and, I hear what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, so, so I just think if I were famous, I would want to be the coolest guy in the room. The guy who's like some people are like, oh, I'm 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 sorry, Mr. Pool. I'm sorry. And I'm like, dude. It's fucking fine. You're Who fine. Cares? Who Yeah, you're it's good. Don't worry about it, bro. I get You know what I mean? When the interns come in, they call me sir. I look at them I say, and I love the respect. Sure. I loved seeing the respect and the first yeah. thing I say is I haven't been knighted by the queen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you come off as a guy you, who if someone called you sir, you'd be like, "Eh, just call me seven. Call me That's seven. Straight up. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's been a crazy time. The music industry yeah. is nuts. I I I I got to Nashville a year Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Before you go into a new story, on, oh, right, how the through. fuck did you work with Public Enemy? Oh, that's oh. tell that story. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Thirty minutes ago. All right, for forty. <laughs> I feel no. I'm I'm just fucking with you. I mean, that was a great story. Yeah, that was actually was, amazing. That's totally worth it. I love it. that story. But yeah, I don't know. We went to we Daryl Hall a big, and Rich Gross taking a giant deuce in Daryl Hall's yeah, house. But public- I do want to say, can I just say something? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I gotta say it. Um, I was really worried. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a chance here, just to okay. say something, and yeah. I don't want you to take it the wrong way. I might. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've been, I made a deal with God just before I go okay. to the Public Enemy story. I made a deal with God, a okay. serious deal with God, and I said to God, if if you get me to Nashville, I wanted to come here for six years. I wanted to move here, but I didn't want to leave my daughter. Was in you know, she was in school, oh, then yeah. college. And yeah, it was, a lot it was always something. You know, I've been separated from my wife since 1904, so it didn't matter. <laughs> it wasn't about that or divorce. Now divorce and all that, but it didn't matter. It just I wanted to be there for her. And when it was time, I, I just I just prayed to God. I said, please God, do this. Get me to Nashville, and I will. I will study the Bible. Hmm. And for 20 years, my musical mentor, the guy who made me, the guy who put up with the worst guitar player in Valley Stream, eight years older than me, my pal Rush Schreiber was an elder. I've been studying the Bible now since I got to Nashville with Jehovah's Witnesses. And it's worked out for you. (laughs) That is the only thing I can count on since I've been here. And I was so worried about Mm. doing this show because I'm like, you know, when you study the Bible with the Jehovah's Witnesses, they're not the crazy people you think in all of religion. When mm. you when you do that, you really realize that that they've got it right. And I was so nervous about doing this show and being like, "Oh man, is this going to be like drugs or drinking or this and that?" And you guys have been awesome, and I well, really thanks. appreciate it. And and uh, you know what I mean. Just as a plug for the Jehovah's Witnesses, I have to say, um, a uh, they're really wonderful people, and b uh, sorry I said the word deuce. 
<laughs> well, well, I, mean, I, I just fair, realized that's not, I shouldn't be telling those kind of stories. To be fair, a lot of groups of people get judgments passed on them, but in. in They're the nicest people well, in, in the general, world. In general, most people are just people. You know? Exactly. Like, why you got to judge them yeah. based on what they believe or think? Like, most people are just cool people, and and I, you don't got to judge them I'm, in anything. I'm other hoping that. I'm I'm working towards baptism, and I love it. And they let me tell you something: those people have been there for me, like like the greatest family I could ask for. Now, my of course, I have my sister, and my parents are gone. My dad, we talk about a lot, and I talk a lot about him because he was my world, my father. And he, he, you know, what would I have been if I always said that if my dad were a baker, you know, I would have done whatever my dad did. Sure. Because my father was my pal. Right, and, and a lot I of kids lucky. would do what their, fam- what their parents music. do. He was a, in the music industry. Yeah. So, awesome. I, it's, listen, it's been a tough time. But anyway, so I just wanted to tell you guys, this is a great vibe. Like, And I'm well, probably talking too much. No, no, you're not at all. No, not at all. Okay. Not at all. No, that's awesome. No, no, no. Thanks we for love, saying we that. Like I just wanted to tell you that. We like to hear Thank you. Yeah. And I wanted to tell you, listeners, like, like, don't be afraid of the witnesses. They're wonderful people. Mm-hmm. They are really just goodness. And 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 uh, I didn't want to be in a spot where I wouldn't represent properly. And I hope, you know, I hope to be one one day. But you guys are awesome. I'm That's really awesome. comfortable with you. Oh, good. Thank you. That's awesome. I like to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. So how did you work with Public Enemy? Yeah. <laughs> now, for the record, now, now I know a lot of the people I who know, listen like to the show. Everyone listening to your show right now probably is really well, well, a lot of people who listen to the show are young, younger. Right, yeah. and so they like I like I grew Step up. One. Who's Public Enemy? Yeah, I, I grew up in like sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade. I listened How old to a lot you? of. Oh, do you I'm thirty one. You're thirty one. <laughs> twice, almost twice your age. Yeah, who cares? But I I listened to a lot of Public Enemy, uh, and and that whole genre, which oh, which yeah, in in when I was like in junior high. How did, yeah, it's great stuff. I mean, it how, is did great I, stuff. how did I get that? That genre doesn't really exist anymore. That's interesting. Type. I wrote a book just for a record, a cheap plug Exile in Rosedale, The Musical Life of yeah. Seven. Is it on Amazon? 1963 to 2009. It's a uh, 2010, whatever. It's, it's yeah. wherever, it's wherever good books are sold. Okay. Pass the grape hoop. So. How did I get to Public Enemy? I saw. Yeah, or even I mean, I worked tell, at a tell studio. us about Public Enemy. No, well, I'm, yeah, it's, I'm going to try and make it quick because I've learned in my old age every story goes long. It's part of being old. <laughs> <laughs> when I was your age. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so uh, I was working in a studio called. I was working in a studio called Sonic Sound in Freeport, Long Island. Okay. And I was borrowed by Mike Bona, Mike Angelo of uh, the Music Palace. <laughs> he needed an engineer. He heard his draw. Had his draw locked up and he couldn't, mm. he was messing up his hearing and it painful. Oh, wow. So he needed an engineer. So he called the studio and Jerry lent me to him. Now I was working in a studio with a Trident Series ADC and, two, and, uh, and a Studer A80. And he had these horrible JBL, giant JBL monitors, which I never could get. To get bottom out of that room was like you literally had to shake it like it was going to fall apart. And I would. (laughs) I would. So when Jerry lent me to Bona, uh, Angelo, when I went Mm. to Mike Angelo's studio, I got there and he had a giant Neve. He had the the Billy Idol uh, Rebel Yell, I think it was, Neve. Mm. It was an 8128. So it was Rupert. Rupert wanted to do a console with ribbon cable. I think it was the first console with ribbon cable. And um, sure enough, um, 
I mean, I saw two studios, two, 24 tracks with a timeline, links, lockup, and and uh, and that SS and that big giant Neve, and I was like, it was a, like a 56 input Neve or 40. I think it was 48 or 56. It was gigantic. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm home. Mm. I'm like, I, I never went back to Jerry's. I never wow. went back to Sonic Sound. And so I'm working there for him, for for Angelo. And uh, I was doing rap, a lot of rap. Like, mm. yeah, I worked with Rap Master Scott in the Dynamic 3. You know, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. I got to work on their next record, which was um, I don't know horrible. that song, but we you, all know that You saying. do know that song. If you heard that song, you would. Yeah, it's a it? famous song. The roof. The, the roof. roof. Yeah. The roof oh, okay. is on fire. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, after your, they your had tempo that was hit. a little, you were trying to get through oh, yeah. it quick. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, tempo whatever. was fast. I was like, that's a different song. Yeah, you, you know it. You know <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody says everybody. I'm singing it. Everybody does the, the roof is on Well, nobody's done this in like 15 years, but you know. <laughs> I feel like a like a grandma. You're like Raise an old, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Kitty from that Hold 70s on. show. Shep Raise Pe- the roof, Shep Pettibone, <laughs> the famous dance engine. Downtown, the roof is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having fun. <laughs> so anyway, so what, wait, what year around is this? By the way, 87, 88. Okay. 88. Okay, okay. That's when we did it. 87, 88. Nice. And uh, so one day I'm getting my butt handed to me by, I'm doing a Haitian album, uh, Creole music, compa. Mm. Uh, uh, it's like a gang, 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 And they're driving me nuts. This one group did not know, I'm not going to say names, but they did not know what they wanted. And I'm just engineering. And sure. I'm, you know, it was my first second compa record so i kind of knew what i was doing already and uh it was nightmare so uh i was frazzled and i walked into the office it, this studio literally was control room uh booth maybe i guess a little wider than the, i don't know whatever it wasn't a big booth for recording and then a second booth you know so you could isolate some stuff and uh I walked into the office because I need a break because it would drive me nuts. And, you know, <laughs> and God bless them. You know, the producer of this record stuttered like, <laughs> and then he could barely speak English. You know what I mean? And then I need more. And I'd go bass. Yes. And like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't wait. You know what I mean? And and he just drove me nuts. Not that I care. I love stutterers. They're all wonderful people. I, I, I stutter myself sometimes. <laughs> like that, I'm telling you. And uh, did I violate the Twitch rules? No. Okay, good. No. <laughs> so, uh, so I said, he looks at me, he goes, yeah, it's one of those days, huh? I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm going to get a brain tumor from these guys. I really, can you call someone in on this? I said, I'm done. They don't know what they want. Wow. And they're the, that's the toughest customer to work for. He goes, I have an idea. He goes, I'll pull you off of this. I'm gonna put, I was going to put you on something anyway, so you were done with them anyway. I'm like, good, 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 Mike. He goes, I'm going to put you in with a group, um, rap. I'm like, ah. I'm taking a bra- bra- break from rap music, and I'm taking a break from Kompau and Zook and all of it. I just need a break. He goes, these guys are cool. I go, what's the name of the group? He goes, Public Enemy. I went, ooh, Public Image? You mean Johnny Lydon from the Sex Pistols? He goes, no, <laughs> no, Public Enemy. I go, rap music? 
I go, I think I want a break. He goes, no, you want to work with these guys. I said, why? He goes, because Chuck D's different. What he and the bomb squad, you know, this guy, have you never heard of them? I was like, no, I really haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their last album before that was like, your bum rush the show or it takes a nation of millions to hold us back, whatever. He goes, these guys are like where Chuck will hear a killer bass drum sound and then he'll have you gate out the bass drum and bring out the noise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Prophetic, right? Mm. And uh, I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, these guys are really different. He goes, and you are perfect for them with all the crazy stuff you do. Because I'm very, you know, one thing about my records you'll hear is the dimensionality. I'm into, you know, I, I can get... I can get you the biggest, heaviest sound in the world, and you could walk through that record like it's glass. Hmm. And you, on my mixes, because I can dimensionalize so well, you get shape. You can hear shapes. Hmm. And uh, it's because, like, for me, I've always taken music, the recording, pretty seriously. You know, and uh, as I had gotten better, I got crazier wild mm. uh and when i met chuck the first session i did was with uh, keith shockley and uh the bomb squad eric vietnam sadler and uh it was incredible from that point on i knew keith was great too i didn't get to work with him a lot he did a lot of his work in the city mm. but uh, i loved him great guy and uh and i got to work with Han- uh chuck and chuck saw what i did and he was into it to the point where he was like, I need some cool samples for this song we're working on. I was like, oh, really? I've got an S900 catalog. S900. I've still mm-hmm. got my S900. That's one thing I didn't sell. <laughs> what even is an S900? It's an Akai sampler. Oh, real you, early yeah, sampler. Real, you, 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 you've got to learn your history of audio. God oh, damn it, Ryan. Mm, I know. You too. Jury. Uh, me? You don't know what I'm Yeah, I have no idea. I know I so no much idea. history He's of looking audio. at these donuts like, how can I get another donut? But there's just too out of many. Hold on there's a second. Just too I just want to, I'm looking for a little Debbie endorsement, by the way. So, yeah. Hashtag I'm not yet sponsored. Oh, yeah, right. Can soon, I get one of those? Soon. Yeah, man. I brought them for everybody. Yeah, I'm I sorry I opened the bag on the way here. I was starved. Oh, man. You got to eat. So, uh, so anyway, so I, I it went great from the first day, and then and then early on, I think it was pretty early on. Was I don't remember if "Leave This Off Your mm, Charts" was early on, but I mean, like, and other songs like we did these incredible, like uh, the intro to I think it's uh, "Who Stole the Soul," uh, like I there might have been some very Beatle esque mm. samples. Okay. Like reminiscent of (laughs) day in life. I see. Help. (laughs) I recently worked on a project. No one did it, by the way. No one got away with it. No one used Beatles samples. No one. Almost no one. I didn't say that. I mean, no one. I just said no one got away with it. I recently uh, did a track that had samples very reminiscent of the Beach Boys. Oh, there you go. Pet Sounds? Yeah, from Pet Sounds. And uh, the artist doesn't know. I didn't tell him. Because as far as they know, it's just a floor tom and a snare. 
The art, the drummer played a floor tom and a snare. It's very famous, very famous, but yet very reminiscent. Correct. Listen, no one admits to it. I, they say, would, I think it was. I've never done that before, by the way. What do they it say? There's, too, like a, there's, a, there's a saying about Fear of a Black Planet that the album, it would have taken like five million copies for that album or something like that for that record to uh, to pay off its royalties for all the samples we used. <laughs> and I, I don't know what they're talking about. I'm not admitting to nothing. <laughs> not a goddamn not thing. A, not a thing. Don't say that. <laughs> Sorry, not, not, a, a not a damn thing. <laughs> Darn. Darn, not a darn thing. Not a so, gosh darn thing. There you go. Um, okay. So anyway. Jerry, what's so, the Public Enemy song? It's Public Enemy, right? In, in the Tony Hawk, Tony yeah, Hawk soundtrack. Um, hey! You're talking, about you know Tony, talking about? you're talking Tony Hawk 2. Tony the Hawk one Pro that we have 2. on N64. Old? Yeah, way old. It, it, well, way old. I don't remember. It's been so... I'm, I'm not I'm, a gamer. You're asking You know the, the song I'm talking about, I though? Haven't, yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, but, no, so but what you're thinking phone. about is not a Public Enemy song. It's not? No, 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 no. Is that NWA? Yes, NWA, you're oh, thinking about. Gotcha, sorry. But, I, I, mean, I mean, honestly, Somewhere? I listened to a ton of Public Enemy until, like, 2001, and I haven't listened to a them for what, 15, 20 years, so it would be hard for me to recognize. But what you're talking about is 100% NWA. Gotcha, gotcha. Great gotcha. stuff. I, I mean, that... And I think the song you're talking about is actually one of their most famous songs, which is Fuck the Police. Uh, oh, is it? That's really? Yeah, coming straight from the underground. Yeah. That's, what you, that's what you're talking about. Okay. Tony Alcaprosky. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, working with those guys was like it was incredible, and it it there was I could go bananas, and Chuck would let me go. Matter of fact, with that one song, "Leave This Off Your Charts," mm-hmm. um, I said to Chuck, "I got a great idea." He goes, "How long is it going to take?" <laughs> An hour. Do it in forty-five minutes. <laughs> I took the entire so all the music, and I and I melted each fader. <laughs> So I split it. Mm-hmm. So just imagine you had a bass drum, bass drum, bass drum. I split. It mm-hmm. was twenty. It was twenty tracks. Yeah. I, I, so I doubled everything, and I had the song going the entire tune, going left and right, and every single instrument panned. Hmm. It was literally, it was vertigo. Chuck said, "No way." He goes, "You can't do that." He goes, "He goes, you're gonna you're gonna hurt people like physically." <laughs> <laughs> it was the, one of the few things Chuck didn't go for. But I mm. just imagine every channel, twenty channels, twenty four channels, just going whatever it was, twenty two yeah. channels. It was really twenty. Probably I don't think that was forty eight. That one, but it was it was insane. Mm. I don't know if we had many any forty eights. I can't even remember. Back in those days, did you happen to ever run into Rick Rubin? Well, Rick was, uh, you know, Rick was that Def Jam, that whole thing, right? Yeah. Def American, whatever, Def Jam. Rick's from Long Island, and my friend, uh, Dr. Lego, Peter, uh, uh, I don't know what he's using now. He actually stole my last name on Facebook. He's Fader is the man. I'm Seven is the, is man, the yeah. man. By the way, on Facebook, first name Seven, mm. S-E-V-N, last name is the man is on that, Facebook. Is that on all the things? 
That's where they can, people can find you? Seven. Oh, well, Facebook, and I, I got all... There's NashvilleMusicDoctor.com. Okay. That's what well, I was going to we'll, ask we'll you. I was going to ask you a yeah. Nashville Music yeah. Doctor. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. But anyway, so going back to Public Enemy, anything yeah. went. I mean, like, it got nuts. And uh, we did some incredible stuff. I mean, a lot of those inserts... Uh, that we did, you know, to glue those tunes together. I did a whole bunch of that. And I mean, that whole genre. That record was really incredible. Ha- I mean, that genre hasn't really existed for a while now. What would you call that? I don't even know. That was, to me, that was hip-hop. I kind of feel I like, mean, rap, like that. Rap, I'm, hip-hop. But it was like, know. it was. It was rap and hip-hop. And that was the, the, the what it primarily was at that time. That was rap and hip-hop. That but. Rec- go ahead. And then it, it, it kind of fed from that into Wu-Tang. Yeah, I, all I could tell you is this: is you know that record only sold almost two million copies. Do you know mm-hmm. why? That record would have sold twelve or fifteen million copies, guaranteed. But you don't. You, but you everyone don't, knows. You that, don't right? remember something happened with Public Enemy while we were, while the record was in process. Uh, Professor Griff uh, did an interview. Chuck told me the story mm-hmm. uh, that he uh, he just didn't want to go do an interview with the New York Times, and mm. he sent Professor Griff. Who is a Farrakhan? He's he's a Farrakhan guy. He loves Farrakhan, mm-hmm. and in this New York Times interview, Farrakhan went from talking about Public Enemy to talking about how uh, the black man's plight was due to Jewish people, forgetting that Walter Yetnikoff was the head of CBS, mm-hmm. who owned Def Jam. You know, was Def Jam. Mm-hmm. So that record sold almost two million copies without. I don't think it got 10 cents of promotion, Fear of a Black Planet, and it's a landmark record. And it's on the top, it's on Rolling Stone's like top 500 records, like number 302 Hmm. or something, or 300. But but the thing is, like, that specific, like, sub genre of hip hop. Well, that, the Ice Cube, what you're really talking about is the Bomb Squad stuff. Sure. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. sure. But but that fed in, and I mean, I I only know minor, just my own personal experience, Mm -hmm. but it feels like that kind of fed into what the Wu Tang Clan became i didn't i never worked with the wu-tang you know who i but did then it work like with? never you, went beyond i that worked genre. with you god uh. i do you god i have a funny you god story okay <laughs> you god came into the studio you know you god i mean Wu-Tang? One yeah, of the yeah i mean i know the name i, yeah. I, I know wu-tang stuff he was coming in uh he was visiting a session on the b side i i'm the a side of the studio i had my studio in an ssl facility that i was on and off chief engineer of hidley room mm-hmm. in new york in long island Giant Hidley studio was beautiful. Kenosha mm-hmm. and monitors mounted in eight tons of cement. I mean, giant, uh, what was it? Ours was a 48 input or a 56 input SSL. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. a G with E, you know, on the sides and all that, E wings. Mm-hmm. And uh, he came in, you got, and he heard me working on my rock hip hop stuff. And he came, he's like, yo, oh my God, who are you? I'm like, eh, my name is, you know, I was, then I was Alan. Nice to meet you, man. I, I'm you, God. Oh, from Wu Tang. Yeah, yeah, man. This is great stuff. Because I can do this. I'm like, what? This rock? I was working on a rock hip hip hop record. Mm. He goes, oh yeah, man. I can do that. I'm mm-hmm. like, seriously? He goes, yeah. You want to give me a track? I'll, I'll let's try it out. Let's work together. I was like, you want me to produce you? He goes, yeah. I want to do that. I'm like, yeah. You God, you can do this. So I, we picked out, went through my material that I had stuff. He picked a track. He went home. And a week, whatever, it was, I think, really five days later, he came in. And he gets on the mic. And God bless you, God. He was a very nice guy. He started to sing. 
Mm. Not so good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that wasn't really his thing, right? (laughs) I mean, singing wasn't really the strong suit. But I don't even, you know, you know how there's this thing. Like, look at the circle of talent, which is incredible. Like, oh, there's talent all kinds of ways. Even some people like Yoko Ono, as crazy Mm. as, and I got good Yoko Ono stories and Mm. Lightning stories too. Uh, But you know, there's, you know, you go around and you push the envelope and then you go back and, you know, like you get to that Bismarcky area. Mm. You, you got what I need. Yeah. But Bismarcky still, for some reason, he's still around. (laughs) You could go a little past, way past Bismarcky and, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. He came out of the studio like, like, like. What do you think? And I was like, "You got your singing. Like, aren't you like a rapper? Oh, not on this. I want to sing." Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, "You know, mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, God, you need to be a rapper." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like maybe I just didn't get it, but I didn't get it. And well, I think well, I said to him, "I said, you got. Why yeah. do you take the track back home and rap to it? I thought you were going to do rap rock." Yeah. Because I wanted to sing, and I'm like, yeah, well, okay. you know, you might want to try rapping. Mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. the nicest way I could figure out how to put it. But, and 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 they did, obviously. No, you God did not. Well, no, I don't know. Not you with God, me. He never but, showed but I mean, he was, up. He, was, he never showed up again, and I felt terrible. I wanted to work ah. with him. But but him being part of like of Wu Tang, right? Yeah. So because it kind of started. I mean, NWA was kind of like the birth of that genre. Yeah. And then and then Public Enemy was massive. No, I and, think Public and there was Enemy a lot in between. Was, bef- was that? Yeah. Were I they before? So. I don't know. It's a good. It's an interesting. I don't know. I don't know the timeline of hip hop. Like, I just participated and sure. I you know I did stuff you know and I engineered and I produced some stuff and you know. Okay. I don't really know. Like I was That's never fair. like a historian of different. Things yeah. Well, I mean, I can only go off my that. personal experience of, of discovering that kind of music. Yep. Which was yeah, you know you NWA, got, Public and, Enemy. Yeah. And then went on to Wu Tang, was a little different, and they incorporated more rock elements. You remember Das Effects? Da, uh, das Effects. And then it was, I, who I've were heard, those little two guys that came in. I forget where one hit wonder. Buster Rhymes, uh, I think one of his mm. relatives. I did Rampage's record, The Last Boy mm. Scout. Okay. I'm on the night before my poop dropped. <laughs> I'm on mm-hmm. that. I'm the hook on that record. Like okay. I came up. They had That's no chorus. Crazy. It was a song without chorus. <laughs> so I came up with the chorus for that, and it's like an interview. I made the hook an interview because mm. they just didn't have one, and they wanted to do something different. They didn't want to sing it. Huh. So, okay. So, so after Wu Tang though. Or I guess during. That's I when, guess that's this when, was like, kind of like their break time, yeah. Wu-Tang. And that's when more like rock-based rap-rock combos kind of came. Like Linkin Park. Oh, that's later on. And, and, yeah, that was like no, 10 years is, later. Yeah, that was like 10 years. that's a long time later, yeah. But like that kind of feels like that's... Like what? what's in between there? What's in between that bridges the gap between Wu-Tang and Linkin Park? Because there's a huge gap there. But it was kind of like an evolution of that. This is a long time after that. Okay. Like Lincoln Park was already out when I was working on this one rap project. Okay. This is is later. This is later. This is later. Okay. It it must be because uh, I wasn't working on. I I mean, it was a long time after. Because Wu Tang was before Lincoln Park. By a lot. By a lot. Like a a, a significant amount. Well, I'm old. Sure. I mean, whatever. But but the thing is, I kind of felt like that genre. That that like whatever subgenre you want to call that, which mm-hmm. I don't really know what to call that, mm-hmm. kind of, kind of like faded out, and the 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 only like recreation of a similar genre came with like the ro- more rock heavy based rap stuff of like the late nineties, early two thousands. 
I worked on an artist called Madison, mm. who was rap rock. That's what what you got heard. Mm. And she was as close as I could get with like with rap rock as far as it was so incredible. No label would touch her because it was literally real rap rock. Right, with real rap rock is primarily rap with rock on it, right? Let's is that, do this. Is that kind you of know what? You... Can we play? Can we play one? I don't see yeah. why not. Um, I got to see. How would I get that? I don't know if it's on the internet. Who is uh, it? Well, Everything's on the internet, right? Now, before, before you do that, yeah. um, I was just about to... I, I was. Oh, we're, we could, we're on yeah. the, no, we're on the same page because I was just about to say, "Hey, we should play another song," but I wanted to bring up a few other artists and see who, oh, yeah. you, which one is the best well, one. But another, a, another big one on your on your page is Vanessa Williams. Yeah, um, I did her first album. I did a. He's got the look, baby. I want to. I did that record with Amir Bayon. I engineered that. Mm. And you've also worked with Busta Rhymes. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. A- you want to see what I got out of working with Busta? That scar. <laughs> what, did, what did he stab you? <laughs> or we were wrestling, and he hit me with the nails. <laughs> That's when I had to lay the Jewish ninja pinch on him. Classic <laughs> Jewish ninja pinch. Dug in four inches. <laughs> that into is, my for arm. the record, that is the name of this episode: Jewish ninja pinch. <laughs> the the, like the Jewish ninja pinch. Yeah. Jill Scott. <laughs> I worked with the, yeah, from, I did a, you know, The Color Purple? The movie. Yeah, Yeah, I did a remix. Well, Oprah put that on Broadway, so we did a remix of one tune. I don't know if that, I don't think that, that was a Ronnie, Ronnie Ventura co-produced that with me. That didn't come out. But yes, I worked with Jill, on Jill Scott, and uh, not Patti LaBelle, who was that? Jill Scott and, uh, I can't remember her name. Not Patti LaBelle, but the other one, uh, Jill Scott and, I don't know, I don't remember. It's a long time. Someone else famous. Now, there's mm. a person here on your page called Loris Holland. Oh, uh, you're, you're into keyboards. Hey, real here Diva. we go. Lauren Hill and Mariah Carey. Yeah. So tell me, who's Loris Holland? Oh, we have a question from yeah. the chat. Oh, oh okay. yeah, let's see it. I which, like yeah. which might be someone you know. I don't know. I hear it. Her name is Real Diva 57 uh, they said, I heard through the grapevine there's a new song that Seven has just produced. Are we going to hear it? <laughs> yeah. I'm working with a new artist, a really, really cool, like, I, I don't really do spec deals. I hate them. They annoy yeah. me. And they never, my father said it best, don't do spec, they never pay off. But like, you know, like, you would never know who yeah. Rick Wake was if you, there was no spec. I could name yeah. 10 spec projects, Scandal. I'm working on a project right now that I got out of a spec. Scandal was a spec. You know, remember Scandal, the warrior? Bang, bang, the warrior. Mm. You know I Scandal. Don't. Goodbye to you. <laughs> Goodbye to you. That was Scandal. That was a spec project. Wow. Pa- do you know that Pat Benatar... Was produced. Her demo was produced by Paul Schaefer. Oh, really? I have it. Yeah, it's got a organ. David Letterman band. Yeah, (laughs) horrible. Well, I mean, it's it's not horrible. It's Pat Benatar with less with 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 loud organ on it. A lot of B (laughs) three. Yeah, a lot of Hammond. No, it's crazy. (laughs) Not like fancy, but like very organ heavy. It was weird, but she got signed. She was. I think she was a spec deal. I'm pretty sure she was a spec deal. Uh, but, uh, 
what we, we oh so anyway so, so your new thing is yeah, new thing this going new on. project I'm working on his name is uh, Joe Mark and he's nuts he's so good and he's actually he works with me in my little home thing I'm doing mm-hmm. he's like he's here and yeah, he's literally right, that's, he's right literally there. If you're right watching, out the window. You, I mean, and you can hear us right now. If we could bring him out in a bit, I'd love to. I'd love yeah, to bring him out. Well, you know, so I'm working with Joe, and uh, and he's like my first spec project because that rap project, rap rock project I worked on, I put fifteen, almost two thousand hours into fifteen hundred hours into a project. No label would touch her because she was rap rock, and finally, huh. Kenny Laguna, the nicest guy in the world. The, one of the nicest guys in music, for, for sure, was Here's, interested. He loved Madison, and he said he wanted to sign her, and then her brother blew the deal. Here's my question. Is the person in the chat who said you're working on a new song actually Joe? No. The name's no, Real no, Diva he's 57. Diva. No, he he's not coming out of the closet today. No, no, no. I think that might have been... I think that might have been... I think that might have been... I heard you were working on a new song. Believe, Talk about me. I make that... Can I make, you confirm, Joe? I, 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 his <laughs> sister... His he's sis, Diva. <laughs> his sister is dying to make out with me. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, coming in here to defend you. We got Joe coming. Here he is. So, why don't we... Why don't we do this? Why don't we play... You you gave me I Joe's want you, song. I right? want you to hear Joe's song. It's so great. why don't we play now, Joe's song? Now this is a preview. We didn't drop it yet. Play it. We'll play. <laughs> so we'll play Joe's song. What the is preview, that line? Shut up, not And then up. we'll uh, and then we'll, we'll talk to with Joe a little bit. Yeah, we'll get some more stories and maybe we'll close the show out with like a Vanessa Williams or Buster Rhymes or. Now I now for the record, so don't only forget. I have two very specific questions. I want to ask you. You want to okay. get those now or? Uh, no, no, no. After I'll, I'll get those. Right, don't don't let me forget because I got, I got two. Two specific questions. You so might want to. Oh, I got them. Yeah. Okay. This is the so best what, song what, you're going to hear today. So what's the song called, Joe? Um, I, mean, I don't know if you know what he sent. So um, this song is called Song of My Heart. Okay. And this is a first song from a new album that we're working on. Hey, Ryan. Uh, can you make exciting. the headphones have music? Got a song right on my heart I've been so blessed right from the start I just got a song right on my heart And I gotta sing it No direction in these blues But there's no shaking off these shoes I just got a song right on my heart And I gotta sing it uh, it's been a minute since I spoke earnest I done been around the world, I'm feeling like earnest Damn, cut down the smoke cause my eyes burning One thing about this world is that it keep turning I done been so blue I almost turned purple I cut my grass but there's still snakes lurking Still if you give me a beat, yeah you know I'm working Teach, give me worksheets, I never stop learning Got you on my mind at all the wrong times Yeah, you caught me off brand like some red vines Got yourself a new life, but man, I gotta change mine I gave you my all, but it blew up like a landmine I just made a call to my Grammy, said you still shine Show them what you're worth, gotta know your soul a gold mine You can change the world with the word, and she did that Then I understood, and I knew I had to give back Cause I got a song right on my heart I've been so blessed right from the start I just got a song right on my heart And I gotta sing in these blues, but there's no shaking off these shoes. I just got a song right on my heart, and I gotta sing it. 
Sometimes I swear this shit be feeling so permanent I be stressed out, crying, and generally purposeless I be thinking of dying, but skipping the pertinent Like loving, and laughing, and writing these verses And just reading, and learning, and living my best Hard to remember when it comes to the test But the devil on my shoulder is a merciless pest And he just wanna see me down, wanna put me to rest Before the wave break, it always reaches a crest One day you feel more, and the next you feel less Feel like my dog died, feel like I'm hard tired But then I'm alright, I'm feeling all fine My whole fam needs a lift up Cause the holes in our souls got us tripped up Conference call with the squad, hope they pick up Got a song on our hearts and it's a hit, bruh It's a hit, bruh It's legit, bruh I gotta get smart, gotta miss dumb I gotta build my kingdom I'm trying to find my freedom I can't quit, bruh So blessed right from the start I just got a song right on my heart And I gotta sing No direction in these blues But there's no shaking off these shoes I just got a song right on my heart And I gotta sing Okay. All right. And we're live. And I assume Ryan's coming back in here in a minute because I left the door good. open and I hope he closes it. So we're, uh, we're, we're subbing out seven here for a second for the artist Whoa. he's working with, Joe Mark. What's up, guys? So we can kind of see uh, what's going on current. And that was just your song, right? You, that was, it was you just now? Yes, that was my song. Um, Shut the door. That loud. was me singing. I produced that song in tandem with seven. And yeah. So how did you guys meet? So I'm at seven. Um, I've been in Nashville for a while, um, and I just got off a semester abroad. I was living in Italy, and um, I found a new apartment. Okay. And I was looking for stuff to do during the summer, and I found an ad on one of the job sites for an intern for like audio engineer stuff, and I just reached out. I didn't really, you know, that those kind of things. Sure. Like you never think really anything's gonna come out of it, but. I reached out, uh, met Seven. He told me to come in and like rest history, man. Dude's got a good heart. I love that guy. Yeah. So you guys have been. So how long have you guys been working together? It's fairly recent. I've only known. Like, I've only kno- yeah. I've only known him for like a little over like two three months. Like ah, so like really really recent. Yeah, that's like, crazy. Yeah. So like we definitely clicked right away. Um, I was definitely down for the cause in terms of like helping him out with the studio and. I showed him my music. He liked it. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, the more time we spent together, is like, let's do mix. So that's what we did. That's, that's what awesome. we did. That's awesome. That's super cool. So now, have you always been doing this style of music? Um, I mean, I love rap. I don't rap in all my songs, but I sure hip hop is a big influence of mine. Um, as I feel like most people in this generation would say. Um, hip hop's just everywhere. Yeah, it's massive right now. So like, I mean, yeah, I've always been kind of hip hop influenced. I kind of came from when I st- got, first got into music. 
uh, producing my own music. It was more like dance music, and from there I progressed into like. When you say, da- be- when you say dance music, you mean like, you mean like EDM? Like, yeah, like EDM. Okay. Like EDM and like house music. You said that like a 75-year-old lady. EDM? 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 Are you talking about EDM? <laughs> is, that- is that the drug music? The kids are on EDM. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but uh, I got into like beat music from there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, guys like Mr. Carmack, DiBiase, like dudes in the L.A. doing crazy stuff with Ableton and like. That's okay. That's cool. It's like my intro to hip hop through like shout out to Jay Dilla, amazing. Now, are you are you uh, are you are you performing anywhere? Um, not as of right now. Um, I have performed in the past, doing like some just solo guitar stuff. Sure, sure, sure. And like singing. Um, but no, I'm not performing right now. I'm just working on music and trying to release it. And I would like to perform if anyone wants to have me perform. If, if anybody's interested. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I gotta imagine. I, I, I mean, I'm, I've only been both, in Nashville. I've just noticed you guys both have the same. Get really close to the mic, but yeah, kind of whisper that, thing. I do that for this a is my first podcast ever, and I, I already love doing this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the time. I do, I do that. I do this for effect exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> and for the no, podcast right. listeners, I'm, I'm he's getting it, really so, like, close to stop. the mic, <laughs> and then just talking softer. It's already like too. It's already like too forced. It gives you, <laughs> a, it gives you a nice space boost. I imagine being here in Nashville, in Tennessee. Yes. Um, it's got to be. Say where he's from. Sorry, I was in the other room. I, he I, mentioned he came here. Yeah. No, no where did he come from? I'm originally from uh, Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Shout out to Pottstown. Oh, we actually got Pottstown. a guy in the chat from Pennsylvania. Really? Shout out, Tadji. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yo, shout out PA. He's um, a viol- He plays violin, and, and but that's dope. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm from Pottstown. Sorry, not in like a suburb. It's a mm. suburb north of Philly. It's like a small yeah, place. That's cool. But yeah, I migrated here to go. Have to you Beaumont. heard of Matt McAndrew? No, I haven't. Yeah. Heard he's from Matt. West Philadelphia. Yeah, he's, he's born and he's raised. From, he's born and raised on the yeah. playground. Is where he spent most of his days. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, a, they, like a majority. He was a guest of his on days. our show. Oh, okay. He he, uh, <laughs> he legitimately was from West Philadelphia, born and raised, yes. and then moved to LA with his aunt and uncle. And That's his aunt was named bro. Philomena. Yo, there's this. Um, yeah. I met this one no, guy in Bel Air. They literally live in Bel Air. I've been to their house. That's amazing. Yeah, dude. Shout, you, out, to now, fresh how the, shout out to how Matt McAndrew. I'm 21. So do you? And now I I just I want to give you the benefit of the doubt, but you understand our reference. Yes. Okay, I, just checking. I was just checking. Dude, um, I love Fresh Prince. I love Will Smith. Shout okay. out Will Smith. Shout out Fresh Shout Prince. out Will Smith. He listens to every episode. So Yeah, yo. Will Smith, we love you. <laughs> Sponsor us. Give so us money. So how did you... Uh, so you, you started working with Seven because you answered an ad, and then how did it get involved with you making a track, and then can you tell us the process of making the track and what that's been like? So I came up with the track um at home i have mm-hmm. like a home studio set up and i use ableton and i produce music uh digitally and with real instruments i'm originally a guitar player so i brought seven the track um i played it for him and he was like i'd be down to mix it so um going into it like i've always been a major like control freak when it comes to my own music like i've yeah, done like everybody. i've done like yeah, every musician <laughs> like when, like when everybody starts out it's like you kind of have to be too because it's like not nobody's helping you like you so you have to produce you have to mix you have to master and like do everything yourself so like this was my first experience working with somebody and i really had no idea what to expect but working with seven the process you know the first thing that blew my mind when i worked with seven was how like i brought him the stems 
and like he just pulled everything down like everything came down and like hmm. we started from like just the kick we're like we're wow. gonna we're gonna mix just the kick for really like, broke it down to the bare bones yeah so like it was like about getting every element like exactly right and getting every element sounding good before you bring in like it was about really building a picture like it was it was less about like getting something where you're like oh that sounds fire and like oh that's like cool and more about like sculpting a performance and mm. creating something that is like dynamic and you know artistic. That's awesome. So shout out to Seven again, amazing dude, great mm -hmm. producer. Um, but anyway, like it was, it was like a multi-day thing too. Like we, you know, he really went in on it for me, like mm. to a level that I like wasn't expecting. Mm. Um. So we had like multiple days of mixing and like, you know, we were testing it on multiple systems. Um, you know, like when I produce at home, it's like if I if it slaps on my KRKs in my room, I'm like, all right, it's done. Like, <laughs> um, but um, it wasn't like that, you know, like we really spent a lot of time getting the minute details right, doing things. And that's those um, things that take it from to take it to yeah, the professional like, level. You know, I can't take it. <laughs> I gotta get in here. I can't. All right. Well, oh, hey, I gotta help him. Hey, grab the well, here. Grab no, no, no. I'm fine. I'm fine. Grab a chair. You know what? I'm gonna tell you why. He's got something to say. Totally yeah. I'll scoot totally. over here for you. No, no, I'm cool. Joe's. I know this. This. No, it's cool. It's all we'll good. They can hear us. Joe's not telling a whole thing. First off, Joe is like, we're talking about a level of humility like I've never seen in an artist. For example, when you're you're hired to mix a record, like like the, Joe was working at this, you know, with me. So he's like, he brought me a record. I said, let me mix this record for you properly. And then once we really tore it apart, I was like, I've got ideas. Like, and he's like, what kind of ideas? Like, are you into maybe additional production? Yeah. And normally you get hired to mix a record. Mix a record. Don't give me any nonsense. I just want the record mixed. Yeah, they want the work. That's it. So they want the work done, and Joe was totally open. He's like, yeah, let's uh, let's mix the record. Yeah. He's like, let's do I, it. I was about it. And, and it was nuts. And we pulled the record apart, and then, because he, the, he had the core, but, like, when we started... Which he, is important. That's a good place to start, like, right? Like, yeah. he, he was like, I'm not sure if it's going to have a second verse or a bridge. Oh, he had yeah, a that's right. Um, I went crazy. The, we didn't even... I didn't even have a bridge. Like, I... There was no, no he had a musical bridge. It was a bridge. No, there, but there it was, like, an empty section where there was just, like, just nothing. Music. <laughs> it was just like, And I was like, I'm just going to put, like... I was... I literally... Was going to let it flow. I played it to you, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to, like... Let it rock and like do like a solo. And, and I like, and I oh, said to him, "No, you're not." Right, because you're a guitar player, right? So, I'm a guitar player. So and a solo I, makes sense to, to stick in there. Yeah, no, yeah but not a, a one verse From song. I want yeah, I yeah, went yeah. to choke him because this was like so going to be verse. like I heard a hook. I was like, man, this is cool. And it's got like he's got this very like uh, what did I tell you? It reminded me of Steely Dan mixed with. The drunken sailor. With, Remember yeah, with, the, with the Jackie Chan, the drunken sailor. Remember <laughs> the drunken, the the drunken uh, kung fu expert. The guy's drunk. Yeah, the, there's a movie. a movie. There's a movie. It's called. Oh. The, it's a. It's called. It's a Jackie Chan movie. It's yeah. called The Drunken Master. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's a dope, I do, yeah, I do know what you're talking. It's yes, a dope absolutely. kung fu and movie. And it's like yeah. he's like you know he's around the beat. He's not on the beat. He's in the beat. He's on. It's around it. And I was like, shout out to Jay Dilla. Exactly. <laughs> and it was just like I heard it, and I said, you know what? 
go home and write a second verse, write a bridge, or I'm not working on it with it. You know, like, not even to that level. He was like, okay. And he went home and he came up with some really cool stuff. Second verse was banging. Uh, the, and then we kind of structured it. And like I said, most artists are just like, you know, this is my statement. This is my art. Shut that up and do it. Uh, and Joe was like, Joe, let a me. A little more let humble me, than that. Maybe. Maybe, maybe you had to break him in. He's super. No, I don't There's, think. I don't feel like that. <laughs> I felt like I, Joe liked. He had definite things that he liked and he didn't. Not every idea of mine was was. You know, mm-hmm. you you got to throw... My father used to throw the pencils into the ceiling, the sharpened pencils. Mm-hmm. He had those ceilings, the corks, like we... Yeah, could I, them. I had them some riding them those in school. Yeah. Some of them don't. And it's like, you know, like with Joe, most of them stuck, and the record came out great. But there was a few things where he yeah. was like, he had a definite idea of what he didn't want. Yeah. Now, it's not, is it out yet? It's not out yet? No, it's not, out not yet. yet. We so, to, this is like super duper secret preview. So then, then I guess it's good. It's good to do a show completely. No, you, it's all good. The Parkinson's isn't coming. <laughs> so, so let me ask. So then, so, so the people know, so the people know. So if, if they like what they heard, where where can they find you? Where can they find your? I mean, I know it's not the no, album's out yet, but uh, where can they find you so far? I have music out on Spotify, mm. and I have music out on SoundCloud. You give can give them the address. You can find yeah. it at Joe Mark, J O E M A R K K, all lowercase. Two Ks. Two Ks. Yeah. Two Ks. People. Like all lowercase, no spaces, and I have a lot of music up there. Check it out. It's dope. It's me. Um, yeah. Not all of it's with Seven. No, probably just... fu- future music will probably be with Seven in some <laughs> capacity because I really enjoyed the process of working with him. Thank you. And yeah, um, and go did. check it out. Thank yeah, working, yeah. With, working with Joe was a trip. Uh, like I said, uh, first off, we laughed a lot. We had a lot of fun. And he was okay with like really like I had the the time to to craft a real record. Mm, not just make a song. Not just make a song. With make some, a, make right, a like, real it wasn't like, like he was making an art. It was a purely an art statement. Do you guys when know when it's it. coming out? No, we have no idea yet. Working uh, on it, Because yeah. we're working on an album. But we're going to drop the single soon. He's gonna, okay. We're going to do a video. I want to do a video. And Shout out. Yo, uh, you do dope videos and you live in Nashville. Who is that? Hi. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, so. Ryan does video. <laughs> You're a video guy. Make well, I mean, primarily an audio guy, but he does. Video I know, yeah. I don't talk about the video stuff because I don't want. I don't want that exact reaction. But uh, I do. He said, you know, when I met Brian, Brian was you like, something. you know, like, yeah, I'm from LA, and you know, the first thing when someone says they tell me I'm from LA, I get this pain like here in my eye, <laughs> like, and it's like it feels like a tumor growing, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, because the LA people are like, it's, out, it's God bless you, you're all a different breed, different and, breed, uh, and. Uh, Ryan's super cool. He's got a lot of talent. Yeah. Well, to be, well, to to be make fair, better, Ryan's not from LA. He's from, from San Diego. Diego. From San Diego. San Diego. Oh, see there. But I'll say this. It's like, the better part of California. Yeah, pretty much. Much prettier. Uh, you're not the first person that I've said, I'm from San Diego, and then later they thought I said LA. It just happens. Cause... Yeah, it's California's LA. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Like everyone it's LA or Silicon Valley. It's like a Valley. vortex. <laughs> it's like a, bo- like a black hole LA that drinks everything. Into it, <laughs> yeah. But no, but so like, uh, just finishing up with about working with Joe, uh, the record's going to be really super exciting, and uh, this mix is like we're not even. This wasn't really even mastered. Like, I don't think it's final mastering yet. 
know, I got it. But soon, sometime soon, it's yeah. gonna come out. So, it, so, the, so if you like it, out. I got Joe material Mark. out. I got a YouTube. I got a SoundCloud, and I got a Spotify. Yeah. Is it all your Check. name? It's Joe all Mark Two Ks. All Joe, Joe Mark Two Ks, all lowercase. I don't know if that matters, but yeah, <laughs> all lowercase, dog. I'm telling you. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> You'll find it. Okay. Um, Listen, that's dude. Very rad. If what? you, I, you know, you're already branding this Joe Mark thing, but if Double you K. want, here's another I, name idea for you: lowercase Joe. Lowercase Joe, lower cool, right? Joe. Lowercase Joe. That's yeah. like Cotton Eye Joe. But as I was yeah. say, it sounds too much like Where Cotton Eye Joe. Where did you come Joe. from? Where did you go? Where did you come Mother from? Right? Double K lowercase Joe. Joe. Lowercase Joe. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. We ain't doing that shit. He's having like an aneurysm over here. Well, Switchfoot, who's an awesome. Do you know the band Switchfoot? That's just like. You know, Switchfoot? You know, Switchfoot? Of course, yeah. yeah I love, I love Switchfoot. Yeah. Yeah. Switchfoot's uh, publishing company is called Lowercase People. Oh. Uh, that's oh, a really wow. intriguing name. I feel like they're close they're to being like talented. Talented. I love Switchfoot. <laughs> same, old same. Switchfoot. Really? See, that's okay. So let's talk about that because I love new Switchfoot. I, I grew up listening when I was younger. I heard a lot of old Switchfoot and I wasn't a fan. <laughs> Hold on a second. You know, I don't have my phone. My daughter... Turned me on to music while we were hanging out. The two hundred thousand dollar daughter called Bring Me the two hundred thousand dollar daughter. Bring Me more. to the Horizon or something. Mm. And their song is called uh, not Magma. Um, oh, you know that band, Bring Me to the Horizon? Nah. Uh, farts. <laughs> what kind of music do they do? It's rock. It's rock and, and yeah. I don't metal listen. To, is it like new rock? Not I, magma. What's a like a like a, a word like lava? Is no, there no, any magma. fire rocks? Uh, Bedrock. Can someone please on my one of my people who are listening to the show? Do you here? I'll look it up. Messenger, my daughter. It's tell a, like, her to send a carrier pigeon. I can't remember. I don't have my phone <laughs> with me. I have the quarter of a million dollars. Time to so leave my you, phone. I'm on like this helpless. modern tech. Checked out show. Yeah. Bring me to the horizon. Bring me to the horizon, and it starts with an M. There mantra. it is, mantra. mantra. Bring me to the horizon, and Sounds the band's like called Mantra. Band I heard Mantra. I've heard of Mantra. Oh my God! They like a metal. No, bring me to the horizon's the name of the band. Yeah, mantra is oh. the album name. Oh, no, I've heard of a band called name. Mantra. It's the song Mantra. It's oh, sick in oh, the head. Okay. Oh, I yeah. just heard that for the first time. It's really old. I, I was told it was pretty old compared to new music. Yeah, and I was old's like, so relative nowadays, though, right? Old might mean two months. Who I'm knows? the last guy. Like, Literally, I'm, internet I'm, old is like. Internet I'm just old, getting, yeah. <laughs> you have, you have <laughs> three hours. <laughs> I'm just getting into Nirvana now. Like, I never <laughs> You're catching up. You're catching up. I didn't like Nirvana. You didn't like Nirvana. Why not? Because these guys, like, I was an 80s guy, like, 80s hair bands. Like, mm. I like Whitesnake. And yeah, White, sure. You know, Whitesnake get, gets a bad rap. And that's all the pre David Coverdale, like, you know, this whole 20 Katane thing. You, you guys don't even know that, right? You I don't know about that. She was a girl that, you know, whatever. Anyway, my point is, is that, like, I was into Whitesnake. And uh, I produced, and matter of fact, I'll tell you about another group I'm producing after we're done with Joe, too, but a, a, a fantastic guitar player that I worked with for many, many years, my whole, practically, my whole career with this guy. And uh, he turned me on to Deep Purple, like, really got me into <laughs> it. Uh, my old keyboard Solid. player, John Rotolo, he used to uh, beg me to listen to Rainbow and Deep Purple. I was like, I really didn't want to have to do it. I didn't dig it. I, I was late to that bandwagon, too. But, I mean, I listened to a lot of Deep Purple and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, so I'm always late to the party. So this listening to whatever it was called, Magma? Mantra. Mantra. Same thing. 
<laughs> Slightly different. So I, I, I got a question. I got a now, question for you, Seven. Oh, you had two, right? I have two, but here's the first one. Uh, tell me about... Cause, cause, okay, here's the deal. Let me tell you. When, when we bring people on this show, I if I don't already... Mm-hmm. I purposely try to know as little as possible about them so that everything I hear on the show is new. Which... It's easy to do because you just have to do nothing. Yeah, I just do nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I do like a quick Google search of everybody. And what kept coming up for you, the one thing that I saw more than anything else was called Nashville Music Doctor. Really? Tell Nashville. me about Nashville Music Doctor. So the Nashville Music Doctor is, um, I wanted to, I, I spent five years out of it literally out of it because of my back six back mm. surgeries uh one major hernia repair like hernia operations 30 minutes mine was five hours like major repair and uh and i wanted i just I, like i said i prayed to god mm. and i prayed to jehovah and he got me here jehovah got me here to nashville so i said let me do something different now we have Mitch Diamond and I had another. Who's Mitch Diamond? Mitch Diamond is that guitar player I was talking about. That phenomenal talent, oh, okay. whose okay. new album I'm working on too. I'm working on an album for him, and uh, we did an album in the '80s called Diamond, self-titled album, and uh, we had a big project, and we still have a big project that we're going to pick up back working on, a uh, forty-five million dollar project. It's a lot of millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. 40, wait, hold on. I, I can't project? even, I can't even build my hotel? head around that kind of number. Are you building a hotel? What yeah. is this? <laughs> well, we're going to start a little smaller. On like Park Place? Nashville gonna, Music Doctor International. Right, but that's not the Nashville Music Doctor. The Nashville Music <laughs> Doctor sure. was going to be the money gig. And oh. the Nashville Music Doctor is uh, like where we go into your house and set up, do your home setups for you. Like, so we're coming to your studio, like update, modify, you okay, know, change. Okay. Everything from tech to wire, everything. So and it's taking people who suck and making them not suck? Right, exactly. Man, and you, could, also, you could doctor my and, studio. And it, <laughs> but it goes as deep as production, okay. as teaching. I, you know, I can teach audio. So it's the Nashville Music Doctor is a... Project in process. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that is literally the Before, very first thing that comes up if you Google your name. Really? If you Google seven is the man, <laughs> that is, is the first thing that comes up. Really? Not, uh, not to yeah. stop this prematurely, but um, I, we're, right now we're splitting the mic, so it's kind of hard to hear you. Oh, okay. oh I'm sorry. So, I didn't know that. But... Um, so we're going to banish you to the other room, but yeah. before you go... Shout out to my mom, shout out to my sister, shout out to my shout dog. Out to um, shout out to... Um, What's your dog's name? My dog's name is Peaches. <laughs> what kind of dog was it? Peaches or was is a, it? Peaches was a corgi. A corgi? We have a corgi! Have a, I have a corgi. You don't have a corgi. You fucking live with Whatever. my corgi. I hang out <laughs> with your corgi. It's me and my wife's corgi. I hang out with your corgi And his name is Gimli. Night. Do you guys live together? His name is Gimli. Yeah, we yeah. live together. Yeah. I, yeah. I married... So, I, so he's my brother-in-law. I married his sister. Married his sister. Nice. And I was out here for four years, and How then I moved back to pay? San Diego, and we all came back together. Huh? How much did you pay? Oh, he paid me nothing. <laughs> Yeah, really? Was crap. No, you married his sister. You're yeah, no, no, no. The other way no, two hundred. No, he married my sister. I married his sister. Oh, you married his sister? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then no, you. Didn't. Yeah, I didn't pay I him did. anything. But anyway, uh, he was my best man at the, the wedding. Though. Corgis. Okay. Uh, so you guys are best friends. Tell I people where to find you on the internet one more time. Find me on Spotify at uh, Joe Mark. Two Ks. Two Ks. 
all lowercase, doesn't matter. Um, I'm on SoundCloud too. I'm on YouTube. I got a video out, Visionary Dreams. Um, Which more I stuff. Produced. I I produced that. Mm -hmm. um, more stuff coming soon. Seven's a man. Whole album coming out soon. Thank you. Uh, whole album coming out soon. Seven is the man. National Music Doctor International. Thank you, brother. Shout out to Peaches. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, Peaches. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Thanks yeah. for coming, Joe. Peace. And we'll see you in oh, a few minutes because really awesome, we'll be out Joe, there. <laughs> Good work. Yeah. Yeah. And dope song, by the way. Thank you. Now, well, I'm trying not to like bust my ass on the way out. Man, yeah. you know what? The one. Don't thing... worry, it's only live on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Going viral, baby. Now, being that Joe worked for me in the studio, meeting mm -hmm. a donut, <laughs> Hazen. Hazen's a big part of working in the studio. So now, when we say it tastes like peaches. Ooh. It's Joe's dog. You ate his dog? This is really sad for Joe. We ate his dog. <laughs> Joe's dog has been eaten. For the record, nobody ate Joe's dog. I'm just throwing that out right now. He's dead. <laughs> they're much easier to eat when they're not barking. That's oh a line God. in the song, bro. Really, my dog died. I know, but I'm just saying, <laughs> eating your dog wasn't hard because your dog... You're get disease doing that, dog. <laughs> Eating the dog? <laughs> I love dog. <laughs> okay, so that's so that's Nashville Music Doctor in a, in a So Nashville Music Doctor is my idea for you know, for uh just a when you when you need someone who can do anything, mm. you call the doctor. Mm, I see. And it's clever. It's clever. It yeah. is really a really clever name. It hasn't name. gotten off the ground yet, but but it's it's starting. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. It's worth work, a work in progress. So the other thing that I kind of question about, which it's weird that we haven't addressed mm -hmm. this entire time, is why the fuck do we call you Seven? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I had the same question. But we're always in the middle of a story about Paul McCartney. So <laughs> yeah, I can't I ask yeah, you can't stop a Paul McCartney story because that's ridiculous. <laughs> I never liked my name. Never. Which, it, which was my Alan? mother. Alan. My right. mother used to yell at me. She go, Alan. And my friends, <laughs> my friends who so know me. I feel me, like Alan's a very respectable name. Yeah. My like, friend, Alan's like a nice my, guy. My, <laughs> my friend Russ Costanza, and and, and Richie Gross, <laughs> and, and Richie Gross, and Richie Gross, right? Busy taking poops in Daryl Hall's house. Naturally, in his house studio. Um. Which Those guys would just forbidden. always tease me. And I mean, people just, you know, I never liked the name Alan. It was like a hmm. Alan Plotkin. I mean, my dad worked so hard, you know, to do so great in the music business and stuff. But it just, I was just done with that name. Mm. Just never felt comfortable. Okay. And it was like just always something like a little scratch from Fight Club. A uh. little scratch on the roof of your mouth that would go away if you just <laughs> stopped tonguing it. That was my name. So I decided I was going to change it. But I never thought about what I was going to change it to. <laughs> I just knew I was changing my name. Yeah. And it wasn't like, and it was for me, it wasn't like a world changer. Sure. I'm just going to change my name. So I set a date. And it just so happens I had gotten a job at Apple. <laughs> just so happens I had gotten a job at Apple. At Apple. <laughs> and I wanted to which make I, sure. Which I guess when you compare that to the Paul McCartney story, it's like, 
Paul yeah, McCartney. Whatever. It was, Apple. Yeah, whatever. It wasn't, you know, I was a teacher for Apple. Okay. And, what did you uh, teach? Anything Apple. Okay, anything Apple. Logic, you know. Okay. Uh, Garage Band. Well, not much Garage and, and Band. And this was back when Apple was, was the better computer. Not, not like now when they're a hot pile of garbage, right? No, Apple's always been the better computer. It's always going to be the better That's computer. That's a bunch of bullshit. Well, I, I don't know. You know, it's it's the one great thing about Apple is they don't have to lie about their clock speeds. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah, right. you know, I'll, I'll give it to you there's that. There's no lying that, about that, the clock speeds. Sure, and sure, benchmark sure. tests always wind up where the Apple just eats the yeah. PC for dinner. W- which, can I, can, I, can I just say, for the record, for the record, PC guy, here's the record. I am a PC oh, guy, and by but... The way, Oh, go ahead. Go. But I will say, when it comes to video editing stuff and audio editing stuff, Apple is that, the king of that. That's such a, like, so what are you basically saying that if you want to really want to rock it with Word? No, no, no. Because I saying, worked for Microsoft. Well, I, I, and so, IBM. So I build, I build my, own, my own computers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And I can build a computer twice as powerful as an Apple computer for a quarter of the cost. Absolutely. Well, but, right now the top Apple goes for what forty grand now. Some stu- thirty-five some grand. Stupid number. Ridiculous. What? But oh, yeah, the new Mac Pro is coming out. And it's uh, like thirty gosh, grand. And when it comes to audio stuff, Apple has a better driver. You can have like a terabyte of RAM now. I I have a terabyte. <laughs> I think it's I've going got thirty-two up. gigs, and that feels like a lot. No, no, no. But <laughs> yeah, same thing. I got sixty-four, and I thought it, it was it's like, just, it's like I'm never going to use that Mac much. Pro tower. Yeah. It's like, but at a certain point, though. If you think about it, we're just used to computers, and we're used to all the limitations, and we're just mm. like, well, of course you can't run all of your programs at once and never think about it. I can on my computer. Not if you right. were well, doing what I do. Well, the thing is, is you can Frankenstein. You know, but, the, look, there are now there are servers now, server grade boxes that can like. It, I mean, look, you're still not allowed to take a Mac Pro into Iran or sell one to Iran. Really? I, sure. I mean, like, we're talking about, like, we're talking about, mm. we have computing now that, that is way more sophisticated than anyone could have ever imagined. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we are, I, I've always hear the fact that how powerful your phone is is more powerful than the space shuttle they sent to the first moon landing. Yeah. The, the, Which the may first, or may not have happened Per last week's episode, but uh, we had a just really conspiracy I'm right on target with you. <laughs> Don't make me talk about. I, I just went through uh, five episodes of how uh, what's his name made uh, 2001. Mm. Stanley uh, Kubrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, Are you a Stanley Kubrick fan? Nobody, no, you, really? neither of you yeah. noticed okay, this, on. but earlier in the episode, you said 2001, and I leaned yeah, into the I, mic I, and I said heard. Space Odyssey. No, you to, didn't notice. I, I was to just so it. sneaky. Yeah. I also, okay. I did it last week, I too. I can talk about Stanley Kubrick all day. <laughs> okay, well, I have a Stanley okay. Kubrick question for you. Yeah. What, <laughs> why do you, you, do you have this Kubrick prepared? I didn't, no, see I, guess, I, know, I, I, have, I didn't see Eyes Wide Shut, I have, okay. and I can't watch well, Clockwork Orange. Weirdly, I was listening okay, to Joseph Gordon-Levitt's new podcast earlier today, which is about creativity, and sure, he was like interviewing Ryan Johnson, the director of The Last yeah, Jedi, yeah, yeah. Looper, Famous, et cetera. Famous director. And they were specifically talking about Stanley Kubrick, and they specifically mentioned Eyes Wide Shut. Eyes wide shut. Coincidence. Okay, yeah, it's okay. some weird sex thing. So, I'm not into So let me that. give you my okay. Here's my Stanley Cooper thoughts, and I would like you to retort it if you can, please, or if you want to. Um, I'm retorted. Fair I'd enough. I'd love to retort. <laughs> so <Frickin> I've <laughs> seen most Stanley Kubrick stuff. I haven't seen Clockwork Orange all the way through. I've seen it's, clips. You can't watch. I can't it's, watch it. It's a rough. It's a hard movie. six minutes. It's like it hurts to watch. Some and guy with his eyelids and all that. The I, very I, first Stanley Kubrick movie that I I watched. 
that I, th- I knew it was a Stanley Kubrick movie was 2001 A Space Odyssey. Same. Which, in my opinion... Was super boring? Is a screensaver. <laughs> like, it's just not... But that's, but that's not my point. That's, that's not my point. Extremely boring. I, I found it extremely boring. But I now Stanley Kubrick movies to me seem to be it's not a a full on story as much as it is a slice of life story where it's a cut out of someone else's life. Have you seen uh, The Shining? The which one? The Shining. Oh, of course I've seen The oh. Shining. Now that was in the top two Stanley Kubrick movies I've ever seen. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. Now, one of my favorite movies Even of all it's time. A sick movie. I wouldn't. I couldn't take the violence in it. Now, I it's, mean, I don't watch it's, it's violent gnarly. movies anymore. But so, know. I was not a fan of 2001. I was not a fan of Full Metal Jacket. Did you see 2010? No. Well, then you don't. 2001 can't make sense to you. That's fair. I think they really closed it. But all. I will tell you, one of my favorite movies of all time, which I will only watch like once a decade. Mm-hmm. Is Doctor Strange Love or Hell or Not Stop Worrying Love the Bomb? Mm. Now that movie is amazing. Can, but have you out, watched it this decade yet? Because I've never seen. I it. have watched it this decade. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> but I'll, I'll watch it again with you. It's not not tonight. If that's what you're trying to get at. Now that movie, I love. I love Doctor Strange Love. But outside of that, I really can't get into Stanley Kubrick movies. I've ne- except The Shining and Doctor Strange Love and The Shining are the two exceptions. I'll tell you why. Okay. How much pot do you smoke? I mean, I'm not allowed to say on Twitch, but I'm oh, okay. Not, but I'm going to say good. It's good. A lot. No, don't, don't. No, I'm. <laughs> it's it's and, and that's a it's a really important question. I mean, besides the no, fact, no, I've, I've never I've never smoked weed and watched Stanley Kubrick movie at the same time. Okay, there you go. Then you're okay. So, and you still don't get it? I I just I don't I don't. I, I don't. I didn't like 2001. I didn't I like Full Metal Jacket. I hear about a lot of guys that ones. trip or smoke their brains out, and then they watch 2001. They're like, oh, it's sick. To me, you you, you can't watch that movie. I whacked. Huh, I mean, I really? don't. I don't get high. You know. But, sure, sure, sure. You know. I don't know, man. I just I just don't understand. That maybe mean I, I don't get wreck it. it in the eighties, but uh, maybe I just don't understand. But I I just feel like his most of his movies I find boring. It's it's I don't know what to say. I mean, it's to me, two thousand one's always been like like a, a landmark movie. Really? I mean, yeah, you gotta this really crazy, Man. especially the end of that movie with with the baby and the thing. Now, now the intro of the movie, I really enjoyed the first twenty minutes. Are but, you a sci fi guy? I do like sci fi a me lot. Me too. Yeah. Did you I see just, Ender's Game? Yeah. Not only did I see Ender's Game. I've read all the books. I've read all the books except the last one. Except the last one? You guys are twins. I read Ender's Game and then I read Bean Stories, the the Bean Trilogy. Which, which, for the record, if you like Ender's Game, the Bean Trilogy is better. It's better. You don't, like, you don't think the Bean Trilogy is better? It's different. I mean, the story oh, of Avengers is the I, story of, of a human with unparalleled empathy oh, and compassion. And just for amazing. the record, you're sitting with the Speaker of the Dead. Oh, you're the Speaker of the Dead? I, you're the Speaker of the Dead? Well, I do everything. I thought Bean, I thought, oh, sorry, I thought, I thought he was the Speaker of the Dead. I'm the eulogy guy. I do so many people's eulogies. I okay. Love, and I love it. I love to tell but stories. But did you ever do a eulogy for an entire race? 
like end of nowhere. <laughs> then you're not the speaker of the dead. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yeah, but it really wasn't the end of the race. <laughs> sure, you're right. You're Do right. We want to ruin. Back. I don't want to. That's a whole other thing. I don't I'm, not, ruin the book. I'm not trying to ruin a book that probably very few people have read. I saw the movie, and that is. I all. like. I enjoyed the movie. I thought the movie and was I liked great, it. and I wish they would make more, but they won't. That movie stopped it. I was bummed where they stopped that movie. Where they stopped it. Sure. Yeah. But that's where the book stopped too. Where the did they stop book. it? I forget. With him finding the the queen or the to. yeah, so the, I mean nothing. Was it? Wait, did the did the movie end in a place that was like this has to have a sequel because yes. it's like a stupid oh, ending? Never be, not a, never, no, not that bad. I, it never will be that a bad, sequel. It makes there sense. never will the because it, it didn't make enough money. It didn't make enough. It, to be fair, it I bombed it for was, good reason. In that the middle section of the movie didn't fulfill what the book had to promise. No. um... Plus, Austin Scott Card, they say, is unbelievably difficult. Well, sure. I, I didn't even know he was still alive, to be fair. I, I don't. If he's still alive, I, I don't so. know. But I just know I read Ender's Game, <laughs> and then I read the rest of the Ender's trilogy, but then I went and read the, the Beans trilogy. Beans are so incredible. Beans trilogy is incredible, but. Not worth a bean. No. I just <laughs> but realized. But Ender's Game. Tonight's that, show is Jury. And jury from 30 years in the future, or however old you are, I don't know. But jury from the future have met, and this is the conversation that's happening. So he's saying I'm you and it's in the future. but the opposite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're me from the future. Oh, really? But I'll say that. You're not going to like your bank account. Oh, no. Oh, no. But I'll say that overall, of of all of Orton Scott Card's stuff, Ender's Game is number one. But as a whole trilogy, that the Bean is, series is number one. I'll tell you what. I can recommend another book that's going to blow your mind. Real quickly, look how mm. we switch from music. <laughs> hey, Al Falcon. <laughs> so he said, that's this guy be says, Dr. Lego. He says, hey, Al oh, no, Falcon. Fader is my name. He said, Al Falcon is my father. Al Falcon, that's from our prank. <laughs> I had a prank phone call album called Stick Your <laughs> in the Potato Salad. And... Uh, he did. Hey, I did that Sorry, with Dr. Lego. Fader is the man. So he said. He said when, we, when we were talking about fun. Orson Scott Card, a high literary achievement. He goes, "I read Hustlers Volume One through two hundred and fifty. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's Dr. Lego. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I have a book for everybody to read, and this. Okay. Will, if you like Ender's Game, this is like I love Ender's Game. I've read it like six times. It's called Calculating God. Okay. And I'm going to give you the, prim- the that premise sound without the same. learning it. <laughs> okay. Aliens come to Earth, and they visit many places. The one this book focuses on focuses on the visit with a paleontologist. Interesting. And the paleontologist, I'll this without ruining the book, yeah. is an atheist, and the aliens believe in God. Oh, that's an interesting concept. The book's called Calculating God. That's a weird God. concept. Oh, my God. Dude, who wrote it? Yeah, that is really you weird. Know, because I, think, I can't even remember the name I, of the artist. That's so unique. The, the I, don't writer, think any, I don't think every. I don't know if everybody thinks this, or this is just a, a personal thought, but I kind of feel like it's one of those things where not violent you think, all. like, if aliens come to Earth, then it's kind of like, oh, there is no God. Like, well, How do you know? No, well, no, no, well, I'm that, not saying that's, that's the true. General, that's the oh, trope. Oh, oh, oh. I'm just that's saying, the trope. like, that's the trope. Like, if, if, is that a trope? 
Because yeah, in my head, it is, but maybe it's not. But What's a trope? I, just like a, a belief? A tr- yeah, 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 yeah. A, a general belief that is, in this case, Or being, something said over and over. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, in my head, it's like, well, if aliens come, it's like, well, then maybe Genesis isn't true, and the Bible isn't real, and there's no God. But like, if the aliens come and believe in God, that creates right. a whole new layer. Right. I'm not saying that, well, we don't have to go on that topic, because I'm not, I'm not saying that's true. I'm just, in my head, aliens refute God, but... but they don't need to. It's just that's in my we head don't know, somewhere in the background. Uh, guess what? If you but study the book. Bu- oh, my wanna, point is you're, what's interesting about this book you're saying is that it flips the script. Yeah. And it says like the aliens come and they believe in God. And you're like – because I think in my head it's like the aliens come and they're much smarter and they know everything and they know what, what's going on in the and universe. And they think we're ridiculous. And they're like yeah. – yeah, they're like you guys believe in God? No, no, no. Here's what the universe really is. Not saying that's what it is. Just saying – in my science fiction brain. And so it's funny about, or interesting about your story is, or this story, this book, yeah, this book is that kind of reverses it. And it's like, no, the aliens it come and they're like, there is away. God. It's now, and what is this person going to think about it? Two, you couldn't find two books, science fiction books that is further apart than mm. these two. It's just a phenomenal, it's seven's book choice of the week. So l- let me ask you, was that, is, do you well, know? But my first book choice of the week, obviously is the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> So, so let it's me ask be. you: Is the author of that book every week? Does he does he write that from a religious background? Because Orson Scott Card is is a Mormon background. He's a yeah, heavy, heavy, heavy Mormon. I know he is. Which is why a lot well, of people discredit his books. Well, They're he's like, also ah. like he's also anti a lot of like he's right. a wacky dude. But, but like his books Orson are amazing. Card, In yeah. Ender's Game, I don't know, are only, they like? I've only read those series. I was staying up all night fighting aliens. I'm gonna have a cup of coffee. You're like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. Have some B16 vitamins. <laughs> no, this is like the calculating God's going to flip the script on you. But I'll tell you what, like to that. put a cherry on what you just said about that trope, yeah, the fact that people think, oh, aliens are going to come, they don't believe in God. And I know my friend Russ is probably going to crack me in the head because he sure. knows better. Just like and the daddy just, at I Paul ha- McCartney. <laughs> I have to say this. I have to say this. Okay. The end of the Bible, in the Bible, it clearly states that after Armageddon, after all, everything gets crazy, new new scrolls are going to be opened. Hmm. We don't know what's going to be in those new scrolls. Well, someone's going to find out in the future. Well, Dude. Yeah, a lot of people are. Atlantis. I mean, it won't be there me, was probably. no moon landing. First uh, of all, what are the other conspiracies? number one, we have Bigfoot's landed no, on the moon. No, First it's not going to be like that. We're talking <laughs> but not about, then. We're talking about God. Is, we're going to get, I mean, what is in this? What is in the Bible? The Bible's God's inspired word. So you got to know that it's going to be some, uh, it's some, going to be some insanity. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Well. Guys, Andrew's watching the show right now. An- oh, Andrew is? Good for him. I love Apparently Andrew. Apparently he's not listening. Shout out to Andrew. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Andrew. Okay, Apparently so. Apparently he's not listening to the show because he's not looking at the window. So let me bring him back. Maybe the volume. Let me bring him back. Maybe Joe doesn't want to hear the show. And bring it back because you never <laughs> really answered. Go. Where does seven actually oh, come we, from? We, we're finishing. Yeah, story. I know. I'm the king. <laughs> we go. We fucking I'm rabbit trail. I'm the king Damn. of not finishing stories. And jury I'm sorry. is too. Yeah, I mean, past you is too. Told you, past you. Listen. <laughs> oh my I'm, God, that means you're gonna like Apple in the future. I'm listen, just. Psyched. I don't have anything against Apple except for they're not as good. Listen, <laughs> you, could just, you should just be psyched. You're gonna lose a little weight, <laughs> or you're gonna gain a little weight. One or we, the other. We hide it well. Yeah, hell yeah. I don't brother. know. I can't. I can't tell. 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> You're the whatever. same person. I always person. tell every. I say always say it the same thing every time when someone says I'm fat. I always say to them, Yeah, you know what? I can lose weight. You're gonna still be funny looking. And what I miss about <laughs> the most thing I miss about having long hair is when someone would lose. Someone would mess with me. Mm. Say it's you don't want to mess with a guy who's got nicer hair than your mother. <laughs> I had nice hair. It, it kind of reminds me of the, the Winston Churchill quote. Which one? So Winston Churchill. Oh he my was God! Told, they're doing it. He was, Hold on. How did you told, get the name Seven? You guys are doing that thing. Oh, it doesn't matter. Do. Look, he was he <laughs> was it, it, Winston Churchill. It. So Winston Churchill in Parliament. Uh, some some other yeah the, some lady said <laughs> he to him. played with George Clinton Bootsy Collins. No, I don't think so. Okay. But he but <laughs> they were uh, this lady told him she said because he was drunk because he's Winston mm-hmm. Churchill mm-hmm. and she goes, "Sir, you are drunk." And his retort was, "Damn, I might be drunk." But you're ugly, and in the morning I'll be sober. Right. And that, <laughs> I can lose weight, but you'll still be you'll funny still looking. You'll be funny looking. That's what that reminded me of. That's yeah. great. So how did you pick seven? So anyway, there are a lot of numbers out there. Yeah, sixty-five. I I, I, like I was telling jury before, you had. I think you had stepped out. I never thought about what I was going to change my name to. All I knew was I was going to change my name, yeah. and I set right. a date. And then that date was past the point. Like I was gonna get, I was going I knew I aced the job with Apple on the first interview. Sure. So I put off the whole seven thing because I didn't know if they'd hire a guy with a name for a number. Yeah. And I wasn't gonna do it legally because why bother paying money? People, you are who you tell people you are. That's true. Doesn't matter. I introduced myself to you. That's my name. Yeah. That's it. So I never liked my name. So I was like, okay, I set the date. So I put it back for Apple. I go away. Apple sends me once they realize how much they love me at so, Apple, which so why, was why a, a that? blessing. I loved it. I was happy to be loved, and I worked my my tail off to get that job and to 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 get hired. Like you get hired, temp. Everyone's semi. You know, everyone's right. temp. And plus, Steve Jobs fired everyone all the time, right? <laughs> that's another story. Yeah, I mean, I've heard he was kind of a dick. I don't know personal experience, I, but. I, that's what I've heard. Yeah. I, I sat this close to him. I was this close to him. You was weren't a, allowed to talk to him. And he was a no, dick. No, I didn't. He was a dick. He was just, I didn't, didn't talk to him. We was he allowed, like we weren't the allowed, Don Henley We weren't computers? allowed to talk to him. But anyway, <laughs> so, allowed. so wow. once I came back from training, once I knew Apple invested money in me and they were keeping me, I could change my name now. So I went into Jaleesa, this really nice lady from Apple. Uh, Jaleesa, she's HR. I love Jaleesa. I had such a crush on her, and she was so adorable. And uh, what about about what year is this? About what time? <clears throat> if you had to guess, within Maybe five it was years, two thousand eight or something. Okay, so not that long ago, not that like ten years, ten or ten to fifteen years, seven, eight, nine, okay. whatever it is. Sure, okay. Two thousand nine, maybe. I don't know. So. Uh, I walked into HR lady and I said, the day came and I was like, all right, I'm doing it. And I said, Julie's, I need a new name tag. And I had lost a bunch of them. They didn't yet open doors. They were just a card with a plastic holder. And she could print them. I lost like four of them. And then she goes, did you lose your name tag? And I said, uh, no, I'm changing my name. And she didn't even turn around from her computer. She goes, yeah, what are you changing your name to? And I realized in that split second that I never thought of what I was going to change my name. This is an important step. I just said a date. I'm going to change my name. It's commitment. And I went, I right there in that moment. I went seven. 
like S-E-V-E-N. And she could tell I was serious. And she turns around and looks at me and she goes, okay, seven, <laughs> this is the deal. If you're going to change your name for real, you got to go to the Apple directory and change your name. And I'll tell you, if you screw around with the Apple directory, you will be fired. No questions asked. So don't think you're going to change your name to something wacky. And then tomorrow you're going to come in and go, because I was a big prank, said tomorrow you're going to mm-hmm. come in and with 50 hot dogs, microwaving them, stink up the whole store, and then go, oh, by the way, today I'm going to be uh, Pluto or Apple or, <laughs> or, or, or Zippy. Or that go, would be or, smart. Or Rename yourself back, to Apple. <laughs> or going Hi, I'm back. Apple. Yeah, right. <laughs> Apple is everybody. the man. Yeah. No, no. So, so, uh, so I just, I, I said, really? I said, I'm not going to change it back. She goes, all right, do whatever you got to do. She goes, but I'm not making you a badge until you do it. And once you do it, that's it. If you think tomorrow you're going to be Alan again, you're not. And if you are, you're fired. So I went over to the Damn. Apple directory and I went. Jaleesa doesn't screw around. Oh, you kidding? She was so beautiful. I didn't care. She wore those black rim Jaleesa, if you're listening, with that let us dark know. hair. Oh, I had such a crush on Jaleesa. She was a beautiful woman. And she was funny, too. I liked it. She could be serious. With this more serious, you know, girls get edgy and mean and like, you're like, oh, sure. I loved it. And loved Jaleesa. So, uh. So I did it. I went to the database and I put seven and I went to the last name to click on it and it mm. wouldn't highlight. And I realized you couldn't change it because you need a legal thing to change it. Mm. So uh, I just mm. put seven and left Plotkin for that. I mean, I wasn't going to change it legally until I got remarried or whatever. And who's going to marry me, I thought. You know, so because you get a free name change when you get married. You can change your name legally. Right Let me there tell you right now, it's not mm. free anymore. Oh, well, no, getting married. Yes, it is. Changing your name? Change your name when you get married. It's not extra money, I don't think. You pay for the marriage license, and that's when you change your name. You declare your name. Uh, Oh, when you pay for the marriage license. Yeah, 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 you pay for the marriage license. Uh, Whatever. So so I became seven that day. And then is the man, which Uh. is very bizarre. I never, I, Facebook. Oh, my God, that. Seven is the man. (laughs) I've been looking at so in the in the appointment scheduler that we have in my emails I get updates like reminders that you're coming on and, and I thought your name was Seven Eisterman. Yeah, like is what? I, is the you man. didn't catch it. It said is no, the man. No, I didn't say is the man. I didn't this see fuck, it. This no, fucking guy. I just thought it was like Eisterman. Istaman. It's Istaman. Like Seven Istaman. It must be Polish. But nobody is Istaman. No one's ever been named Istaman as their last name. Oh, and by Seven the way, also the no man. one's been ever named Seven. But they true. But the scheduler just shows all of it together. There's not different uppercase and lowercase. It's capital I, lowercase. Istaman. S T H E M A N. Istaman. Seven Istaman. Seven is the man. God damn it. Who does that? <laughs> Trickster. You know who does that? Seven is the man. <laughs> Keep saying it. It makes me feel good. So on your driver's license, does it actually say seven? No, I haven't is done it legally. You've never no, legally it's, changed it's it's my legal. my old name. But, but I, according I don't, to Apple, I don't which is like probably it. more powerful well, I don't than work the government. At, I don't work at Apple anymore, so it doesn't matter. Right. Mm-hmm. And Have you ever I, considered I can changing never, it? Yo, know, I am changing it permanently oh, when are. I get married. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when I get married, Spend I'll the money, man. Why do I have to spend the money <laughs> it's now? It's like 30 bucks. I can barely afford a ham sandwich. By the way, I'm taking donations. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, I'm... Uh, Start a Kickstarter to change your name. Yeah, I need a Kickstarter. How much is it to change your name? Like it can't be that bucks. much. 
It can't be that not. much money. What are you nuts? It's like everything's a few hundred bucks now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> when my wife it did stinks. it, my wife did it a few years ago. We're, we were married she changed four her, years. What was her name? Like first name? Her first, Corinne is her name. So what did she change it to? Well, she changed her last name. Only her last name. Really? Yeah, yeah, which is the normal thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd she change it? Her last name? Because she married Cause she, you? Cause she married me. You do it when you get married. Right, and so we, we did do that. And, but you didn't? And the mar- no, we did. And the marriage license costs like, I don't know, 50 bucks or something. Oh, it's different for, yeah. And we're in California, which might be different too. But then she also paid a service to change her name on all bills and credit oh, cards and shit. Oh, that's different. That's yeah, and, and that was like another 30, 40 bucks. Really? Yeah. It wasn't that much. It wasn't that much at all. It was like really cheap. I want to do it. If that's the case. You're uh, letting like 30 bucks separate you from no. the legality. From being. No, but I mean, it's, it's, it's from a really lot of being things who to you change. are. It's a lot of things to change. It's social. I'll have to get a new social security card. Yep. I'll have to get a new this, a new that. It's a whole thing. I haven't had a social security card in like a decade. Okay, first of all, you I have mine should. In my wallet. You definitely should have that. It doesn't shit. matter. Why? Did you I lose know it? my social security number by heart. Well, what is your it? card? What is your social I'm security not number on the internet right now? You fool. <laughs> not but unless I you know, got that special service that gives I know you a my forty social security million dollar number, guarantee. And I have. Yeah. I have plenty of other forms of identification for anything I've ever but needed. But why? What happened to your card? Do you yeah, don't have it? Card? I mean, it was a piece of paper, you guys. Where is it? In a wallet owned by a 17-year-old. It fucking ripped. It got I've wet. I've got mine. It I know exactly shredded. what mine is. You, you have to, like, go to an office to get a replacement. I lost it when I was, like, 18, and I never looked back. You don't need it. You there don't. It don't, show don't, it on, don't show it on camera, though. <laughs> you don't need that piece of paper. If you know the number by heart, you don't need it. There are times when you need it. You might specifically not need it, but there are times when you need it otherwise, outside For of your what? situation. For jobs. For no, jobs, you, you need to bring it. I never had to show Even I mean, I've had a few, well, I've had also, a few jobs, <laughs> right? and I, I didn't need it. I'll tell you. You do now. No, for the I nine. No, I know that things have what, changed. Where do you work for the government? Things, I work, well, I work at Belmont. And anytime a student comes in who's working for the college, because a lot of students do, they do student mm-hmm. jobs. They have to see the. Card. They have to provide an original. They have to bring the original into the office of a social security card and ID, or a passport will cover both. Boom. And the passport will get you there. I have a passport. I have a birth certificate. I have an ID. Do you know what I'm saying? This a guy license. Just spent the entire summer camping. I got a bunch of. It's true. I did. I spent a whole month. It was amazing. But I, I do have um. I have a lot of other forms of ID. Like I've not ever the social security card has never been an issue for me. I'm just telling you right now. You, you lose it. I fine. hope you get deported. I don't know where. I don't know where to. But <laughs> I, I hope a somewhere. Certificate. I hope somewhere. And a license. I've had some legal documents uh, missing. Proof of my address. A long time too. I mean, I guess it's yeah. Isn't Chewy so. said. Chewy says you need it to get a passport. So maybe you had it then. And Let you, me just tell you, passports last not 10 years. true. No, I got my passport renewed when I went to India with Roger. And I did not have a social security card. We got some sketchy fucking passport. Bro, I ordered it online. You just ordered sketchy. it online now. And I paid a service. Bro, I paid a service in San Francisco. Like, there's different ones across the country. You pay the one that's nearest to you. And they, like, literally send a person down to the office to fill out the paperwork for you for your passport. They got me a passport. You know how they always say. Like, yeah, he says yeah, you, yeah, you can order it. You know how they. Right. Thank you. You know how they always say that you get like if you get your passport, make sure you get it like ten years in advance. Oh no, no, of your no. Trip. If, if you pay enough money, you can get it day one. 
Yeah, yeah, I, they have like well, two they days. have like expedited services. Yeah, yeah. I did that. I got mine I in like China I got mine like two, weeks. three days or something. I had like to pay that. extra. Yeah. I, had I had to pay like extra two hundred. Oh, I paid like seven hundred dollars oh, for my passport. I paid like two hundred. Yeah. I thought that was a lot. I'm so glad yeah. I don't have to subscribe to this government's nonsense anymore. I mean, you do a little bit. Mm. Like you're still alive. Yeah, I guess so, but. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, it's, till, a, it's amazing I can't wait how many and, things you don't have to do. I can't wait until I got to answer to one government, <laughs> God's government. That'll Joe's government. He doesn't require cards. That'll be it. No cards. That whole. Thing I think, as far like, as you know, who knows? Maybe you go to heaven, <laughs> God. and then he's like, "Do you have your heaven card?" <laughs> I am not God. Going to like, hey, <laughs> that's here's for another a, episode. Here's a <laughs> tiny piece of paper. Hold hey, on Liz. to this for eternity. <laughs> I cannot wait. It's like what I, if I uh, what if I swim in a river? The things what if that there's I, a flood? The things that we see the government do, the things that we see our government do, I would imagine God looks down at them and, and cries at the things that our, these governments yeah, around the world have done. There's a lot it's of incredible. crazy shit going on. Terrible. And the thing is, now, now to be fair, there's always been crazy shit going on. It's just now we know about it because the internet. You know, it's you can say what you want about Trump. Let me tell you something. It this whole situation between all of it really pulled the mask off of a mm. lot of things, and that's a good thing because I think it's at least you know what's going on, mm. and that's the most important thing. But uh, anyway, um, any questions? Any other questions from the? Uh, what did I mean, he, well, I, well, I mean. So what did he ask? Is Al Falcon? Did he ask? Al Falcon is alive and well in Germany, by the way. Okay. And everyone knows that. That's good to know. Yeah. But uh, so that's how I got the name Seven. I just wanted to change that's it. That's crazy. I never okay. liked it. That's well, I always played with my name on homework and stuff like that. Like I was Alan Scott. Moved, yeah. And then I was a three-name three, three name producer. And then I just became Seven. Okay. And I okay. wanted to, I only wanted one name. Do you know you can't have one name in life? You have to have a second name by law. Huh. Like you keep Prince. That what? wasn't his real name. No, you cannot have one name. You that have makes, to have okay. a second name. I get and it. And that's ridiculous. I mean, like, I should be able to identify myself with whatever I want. If there can be 2,000 genders, which we know is out of control. <laughs> yeah. Okay? 2,000 <laughs> Ridiculous. Genders. Last time I checked my pants, I saw one. <laughs> and then I know there's another one. That's weird, because I saw two. Even, oh, even, <laughs> even the wokest of fellas has to admit there are not 2,000. Genders. 2000's I, a lot. I, I <laughs> even, mean, that's a big number. Even the wokest amongst Whatever. us. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, I don't, want, I don't want to listen. No. I don't want to knock the young people. They're trying to find their identity, and I get it. I, it's, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out things in my life. It's hard out there. It is. And if inventing some genders makes you feel some more place in the universe... Well, if I'm it gonna, gives you I a reason why comment. your life's hard, I'm gonna, uh, you know, <laughs> that would be a whole different topic. Okay, that's wait, wait, a whole wait. different deep a whole different dive. Into okay, something. so we're pulling back, pulling back, pull back, yeah, pulling back, Fucking really pull quick. Shit up. Okay, I want to ask a bunch of like rapid fire questions that don't Go. get a story, nope. and then we I have keep it simple. And like then we stories. have one like, yeah, your stories are great, but <laughs> but a couple rapid fire, and and then I'm we have one super important question, and then we're gonna play a song, and we're out. So okay, Great. so rapid fire, and I, I'm I don't have these prepared, so I'm making them yeah. up now. Okay. But just that's a weird segment to say you're gonna do and not be prepared for. No, it. no, no, no you, I, or don't tell anyone you're not prepared and just prepare. Yeah, just fucking yeah. go for it. No, be great. no, I just I just I have this thing about me. I can't. Okay, rapid fire one, bullshit. go. I can't bullshit. Okay, rapid fire one. Who's the your favorite artist you ever worked with? 
Well, favorite artist that I I hung with but didn't work with is Peter Frampton. That's a, I mean, that's a huge I, one. I, well, I got to hang out. He, I got to play him a song. He put on my Walkman headphones sitting in the lobby of Media Sound. It was before I worked for now, Media Now, for the Sound. young people, what's a Walkman? A Walkman was a little... <laughs> it was the first portable cassette yeah. player. Really. I, I, I am not one. kidding. I Stereo I looked up player. Walkmans last night because I want to buy one to like do some... Uh, Nostalgia some, shit. No, no, no. Well, yeah, but uh, some uh, circuit bending. I want to buy a Walkman. There's a Sony Walkman right now on on Facebook Marketplace in Nashville for one hundred and fifty dollars. Oh my! That person God. is banking on some nostalgic dumbass to go buy that. Anyway. Well, is it a one? Which one is it? Oh, it's like a, an original. I have a Sony Walkman Professional, which was like seven hundred bucks. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, it was a gift to my dad. Oh wow! And Peter Frampton listened to Peter Frampton listened to my song, one of my first early songs. He sat and listened to the whole thing. That's amazing. He was a now really, that's a cool famous he's guy. He's always been yeah. the nicest Peter guy Frampton. on the planet. Yeah, I didn't work with him. I didn't get to work with him, and he was recording uh, his album "Breaking All the Rules" at Media oh. Sound. I didn't get to work with him, but boy, was he a nice guy. He, you know, that's not like uh, that's not at all like Daryl Hall or Don Henley. First, but the favorite person I've worked with. I don't know, you know, like so many of the people I work with are but always But if you my had favorite. to pick, if you had to and choose. And you do. <laughs> if I had to pick a favorite to work yeah. with, Mitch Diamond, the Diamond album. Mm. And I'm working on his new album. I'm, me and him are, sp- I'm specking it out while we're doing it. You know Joe's listening. I'm just saying. Joe's listening. <laughs> oh, Joe, I love you, Joe. You're awesome. Yeah, I'm just but I haven't worked you, with you enough to be a favorite yet. But you probably mm. will be a favorite. Okay. I thought of you when I said before I answered. <laughs> that was very kind of you. That, that was a, that was good. That's a good answer. I like that. Plus, Joe's a piece of shit anyway. So. Yeah, goddamn it, Joe. No, I'm just kidding. We like you. Just kidding. You were I'm, cool. I can see. Oh, that's not nice. for the podcast no, listeners. We're, we're in a studio. Yeah, we, we can see him. Yeah, we're just fucking us. with him. I can literally see Joe, and I noticed he didn't look up from his book when I said that disparaging comment. So I think you missed what I said. Is that true? He may not be listening. No, he's, he's shaking his head. No, so you heard when I talked shit. He heard, yeah. He's giving me the <laughs> thumbs up. He's reading um, The Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad right now, which oh. means you are in college. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. I thought he was reading Gay or Not Gay. That is the question. <laughs> is that a book? I thought he was reading it. Maybe he's got that inside The Heart of College or whatever that book is. It's, it's an insert inside. It's a it's leaflet in- within The Heart no, of Darkness. No, he's not. He's not gay. I'm only kidding. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. Shout out to okay, next rapid, okay, fi- next rapid fire. Next rapid fire of all okay, time. No, no, I mean, it's Go much, ahead. much quicker than. I'm sorry. I, my story. No, you know no, I, sorry, no, I, I love, love your story. Yeah, your story. Well, you know what? Amazing. I'm going to uh, rename myself Quicksand. I mean, it's okay, like okay, okay. telling a if story. If you could go like, back in time, dude, I'm pretty quick with my rapid oh, fire questions. Go. Go. If you could go back in time to that moment that you were eight, if you could go there with your whatever age you are, you don't have to say, but whatever age you are, mind. What would you do differently with Heather McCartney to, like, get the experience you wanted out of Paul McCartney? What do you wish that day was? I wish I, you know, my whole life has been spent trying to figure out how to slow it down. Hmm. Even laying on a couch, like, broken with, like, my back, like, hadn't been operated on and on eight milligrams of Delorted every three hours. Uh, 
I've always been like, like I said, always been like trying to figure out two things. I'm planning and thinking, you know, what am I, where am I, my next move? What am I going to do? And uh, like trying to slow it down because I've always been just so hyper. And even in my, you, you, like in my Bible studies, like my teacher, he said the number one thing is to slow it down. Mm. Um, so uh, I'd like, I wish I could have slowed it down so that I could have, I mean, like, I can't remember anything really we talked about past the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. And there may be because there was nothing good that she had. Like, I can I can tell you a million stories from when I was a kid. I can remember being in my dad's film room at three years old and describe it. Mm. And my dad said, there's no way you were two years old, you couldn't describe it, whatever it is. I could describe it down to the note, and I don't know why, but I could. You know, so... Um, you know, I probably wished I would have had a little more empathy or compassion for her. Mm -hmm. And, like, I could have, like, just looked at her and said, instead of being a reactive person, which I was for so many years, I wish I could have just stopped and said, what's wrong? You seem like something's bothering you. So I think I wish I would have had more compassion and empathy in that moment. Hmm. Wow. Well, that's uh, a really that's good a really answer. Good, yeah, that's a good, heartful <laughs> answer. Right? Yeah, that's really uh, good. I mean it, you know. Yeah. That do you, you, do go you ahead. Do you have a proudest moment from your career? You know, uh... Sorry, your career so far. Because your career is ongoing. It is. I, I, I'm, I'm changing a lot. I, I'm evolving into sure. something different. I'm not, I'm, you know, I don't know if the doctor, I'm going to do the doctor after all, or I'm not sure, you know, like that. Uh, right now, mm. my, my main... My main thing is my, my studies, you know, I'm studying, you know, the Bible and I love that so much. But the most, the thing I'm most proud of in life was, is really, is finding God, is having a relationship with Jehovah. That's like the thing I'm most proud of. And I talk about it so freely. Like some people are like, they're studying the Bible, they're like, you know, it's like, I, I'm, I'm really proud of that. And as far as yeah. musical accomplishments, that is cool. musical accomplishments really don't match up to, to like realizing that. Like I, I went through life thinking that, uh, I, I, I tr I've searched. Like I was a born again Christian. I moved out of my house at seventeen. I was working at Media Sound <laughs> at sixteen. So I like moved out seventeen. I was seventeen years old out of high school. I was like, bye. Mm. <laughs> I couldn't wait to get out of my house and stop getting yelled at and be stop being told what to do. You know, so uh, when you realize that, you know, like, like I, I was a born again Christian at 18, you know, like I've always searched. So for me, it's like, now, did so you mention proud. earlier that you were raised Jewish? My parents were Jewish. I was born mitzvah at 19. Like, you know, I only got bar mitzvah to, to make my parents happy. My grandparents happy because all yeah. four of them were alive. So I you're kind of you're from a Jewish family, then you became a Christian. And it then was you... never being Jewish never felt comfortable. And I'll t say this, not to turn this whole thing into religion. I never appreciated being a Jew until I became a Christian. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Yep. I never. I say, oh, I read the Bible. Nonsense. I've studied the Bible now, and and I know nothing compared to what I will know. But I what I've studied crushes me every day and I'm so proud of what I've accomplished I, I've been studying for over a year and I, I just love it it's awesome
And I have fun with it too, and no one stops me. Like I go to King, I go to Kingdom Hall, just you know, with all the witnesses, mm-hmm. and I have fun. And they let me be me. They're like they don't squash you. It's a different. It's a whole thing. What reality is versus what the world sees as these people knocking on doors. They only do that because that's what Jesus did. But these people are really the most beautiful people you've ever met. And uh, and to learn about to learn about God, it's what a trip. It's incredible and it's beautiful and you have to slow it down and read and then study. If you don't study the Bible, you can't learn. So uh, not to, you know, take over, you know, with something different. It's just that's how what I'm I'm really proud of. And then, like, uh, I'm most proud of the record I did for Joe musically. Like, it's I think his record is really I went for uh, I wanted to reach into his what a producer's job is, is to reach (laughs) into your heart. And get out the meat, the the big picture. You got to get what's in a person, an artist's heart. Because, yeah, okay, the record company is going to tell you they want this, want that. We didn't have that constraint with Joe. I mean, it was like, it was reaching into his heart. I mean, he's got a heart the size of 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 New Jersey. It's gigantic. You know, so getting I would out, say it's more like the size of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, it's, listen, Pittsburgh. No matter Pot's what they town. tell you, Pittsburgh smells like dirty socks. You guys gotta <laughs> do something with that. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's yeah. another rapid fire, mm. and then and then we'll get to the the important question of the night. <clears throat> <laughs> so uh, rapid fire, last one. Um, okay, so it's not rapid at all. No, rapid is just in the response. Uh, this is this is maybe. Too personal for a rapid question. I don't care. Go. But I'm from. It's personal for me. Probably not for you. But I'm uh, current. Currently, I just went on a month long trip, as you guys both know. Mm-hmm. And uh, me this. going out and experiencing the country, <laughs> and and going back months. out west, yep. where two and a half months, where I'm from, and mm-hmm. and all that. I've gone out and and I've just come back, and I'm in a mode where I'm thinking like, you know. This whole music production thing, having a studio, everything that I do is the dream of a 15-year-old kid. When I was 15, actually 14, I went into my first studio, recorded my first band. But 15, 14, 15, 16 are the ages where I started going in the studios and started falling in love with it. And at that age is when I got the love and the drive that led me to here at 31 for three more days. And <laughs> by the way, happy birthday to me turning 32 this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so for half of my life, this back half of my life is this long. The second half has been dedicated. It's a very long rapid fire question. No, no, no. This is the, <laughs> this is the setup. It's a rapid fire answer. Okay. Rapid fire rapid answer. Fire. Thank you. This is called an answer. I'm formulating my question. I'm a verbal processor. This is what I have to do. <laughs> Liz says this is not rapid at all. I'm sorry, Liz. I'm inventing these questions off the top of my head. What would Go. you have me do? Think in advance. By the way, hi, Liz. It's been a long time. Okay, anyway, so. Uh, Hit the question. <clears throat> so here's, here's the question. The, uh, the There's a 31-year-old, almost 32, s- sitting in front of you saying, hey, I made the decision to do all this shit. I was 15, and 
is this like a idea that's still worth pursuing? Like maybe, maybe I've accomplished everything I need to in music, and maybe I just move on and do some better shit. What a great! What, but I've seen what it, a great question. I've that's sunk, the best. That's the best question you could have ever answered. And there's there's two ways to look at it. Let me it. say this last thing. Go. I've sunk a lot of time into getting good at this, mm-hmm. and I'm not. As good as I wish to be you don't one feel day. Appreciated. That's but really where it's <laughs> but but I think also. I have I have real skill at what I do and I'm I'm proud of what I what I do and where I've what, what I, where I'm at now. But part of me is like, am I just living out the dream of a fifteen year old? Maybe I should move on and do something that's uh like a hell of a lot more lucrative for the work. Something you know what I mean? Something that you don't pour your your blood and sweat and tears into to receive no appreciation or receive very little money or the the difficulty that's involved that used with this to artistic bother me. path. Okay. Yeah. What do you do with that? That used to bother me not being appreciated a lot. And that's ego. That's the ego talking. Because really, you can't, like, appreciation, you can't take appreciation and go to the bank and put it in the bank and then pay your bills with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Recognition, same thing. You can't, it's not tangible. So, okay, so great. So they're going to give you a Grammy. You know what my dream was? To go on the Grammys on those David Lee Roth pants without with my tushy in the plastic. So <laughs> I could show the entire planet what I thought of Naris and that whole situation. And then I realized that's like negativity. Like, you know, it's like, what am I going to do that? What did the industry, you know, the industry didn't hurt me. The industry killed itself. You know, it's it's the music industry was like the big spoiled kid. They were making selling CDs for twenty four dollars each, paying the artist beans. I remember that. Wait, I remember, remember twenty four dollars a CD. Well, this is what you're asking. You're asking. Yeah. This is yeah. important. I'm setting up the yeah. landscape for you. Yeah. This is not a rapid answer. So, no, that's cool. That's cool. Ready? So yeah. they were the spoiled kid keeping all the meat for themselves. Now, you can't have these meatballs and these steaks. Eat garbage. Enjoy your, your, Mc, your McChicken, your dollar McChicken and your dollar mm-hmm. hamburgers, okay? Enjoy it, okay? Meanwhile, the record companies were making a fortune. So when MP3s come out, what happens? Cannibals are at the... They're banging the door down like a horde. We're talking millions, we don't have to buy music. We can steal it. We can get it for free. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The record companies saw that opportunity to embrace that technology, and they said something in Italian I can't say. Mm-hmm. A bad word. Okay. Sick in the bonder. Whatever. <laughs> something something like very bad. So what happens? They throw bread at the cannibals. They lower the price of CDs. Cannibals break down the doors, and they steal everything. Now you got nothing. And the record companies got their butts kicked for a long time. Now, of course, they make their comeback. It changes. The big companies swallow the little companies. But now you're faced with the fact that there's 4 million audio schools out there. And every one of these audio schools is cranking out 9 million little banana heads every day who are coming out. And like, I'm an 
and I own a studio. <laughs> they grab Dad's credit card. They buy $35,000 worth of hardware, software, and a computer. God go damn, I wish it. I had Dad's credit card. Wait a minute. They go out and buy a Neumann or a great, get themselves yeah. a great microphone. I they, worked really hard for that Neumann, damn it. <laughs> then I spent a decade working for that Neumann. I bet you then, good for you. Go on. But then, then they go to Home Depot and they buy a set of patio doors. And then they put the patio doors in the house and they put out a shingle, says, I'm a producer, I'm an engineer. They just got out of audio school and they're producers and engineers. Oh, I'll record your album for a hundred bucks. And on top of that, no. wait a minute, I'll record your album for a hundred bucks in a day, just like the Beatles, and I'll master it for free if you give me a hundred bucks. Well, you know what, okay? <laughs> What happened? <laughs> just like everyone could buy a scalpel, right? You go to an arts and crafts store, buy yourself a scalpel. Just because you can buy a scalpel, don't don't make you a surgeon. Mm -hmm. So I, I became the Nashville music doctor. Well, I wanted to be the Nashville music doctor because I've got this this experience and this talent and stuff like that. I could help people refine their art and be better. And what happened? Remember the promise I made to God. Mm -hmm. Well, God fulfilled his, God, God rang my bell. And my success, you know, you know, I, I, I had that storefront that did nothing, you know, it, it, you know, commercial spot. My real success has been in finding God. And, uh, you know, that didn't, has not let me down, nor will it ever let me down. And so I think that, uh, I think my best production, my best sounds to come. And the best part about it is, is I don't have to get, I don't have to, you know, it's not going to cost me a dime. Just to, 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 to serve God and whatever happens, happens. If I can make some money doing some recording, it's great. What you need to do is you need to pull the plug on necessity. I have to do this. If you ask me my opinion, yeah. you're a smart cat. You seem talented. I heard a little bit of your work. Not bad at all. You know, it's obvious you, 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 you're plugged work. in. <laughs> Big deal. I'm nobody. I'm nobody. That's you're seven. I, you're the I, only guy named seven on in the universe, probably. No, I'm not. There's a seven or Aurelius. There's a bunch of producers who were seven. There's one seven who was before me. And now that I became seven, it seems like everyone wants to be seven. <laughs> you're the only seven who is the man. That's true. I am seven, seven is the man. The man. <laughs> I know. Thank you. So anyway, I mean, you were like, saying. I, I think what I'm saying is is like what my advice for you is is that like I is now the advice I'd give everybody. If if you're if you care about your place in this world, then I, I say I say find your place with God and then everything else will fall into place. And you can, everyone will probably roast me to death. Oh, great, he's a moon, he's a witness, he's this, he's that. It's, it's you know, it's, I'm not a witness yet. I'm not. But uh, I would, I'll be proud to be one one day. But since I found my true calling, which is to serve God, everything else is like a lot less important. So you're saying if you... Devote yourself to God and... No, 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 listen, you got to work, right? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. If you, if, you, if you find your purpose in God... With God, yeah. Then 
seems like everything else just falls into place. You don't have to worry so much about getting trying a to record make it deal or breaking an artist. Like, I'm going to work with Joe. I'm going to work on projects, you know? But yeah. my I'm first, reminded my... of a Bible verse. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and all else will be added to you. Wait, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all else will be added to you. You know, uh, people go crazy. I, the, the King James Bible is just like the... Uh, it's, it's very, very, very close. I mean, it's like it's it's super close to the Bible that the witnesses use, the New World Translation. I mean, they've employed, you know, the, the witnesses have some mechanism behind them to deliver the truth. And uh, I don't know. I just I'm just so happy. Like, that's brought me happiness. And this music, it's been a long, hard trek, you know, that has not produced uh as many smiles in my older years as mm. it used to. But, I, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, is that God, <laughs> God's a production that won't let you down. You'll get, you know, you'll get what you need out of it because it's promised to us in the Bible. And I, it's so good. I, I, I don't know. I never saw myself as a guy who could turn a, a conversation about music into that. And I don't know if people are into it or not. Part of me is like, I don't care. And the other part is, I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean well, to spoil you know, your Black Panther party. No, it's cool. Well, what movie? you know, I, I, I'm not uh, a no idea. I'm, I'm not a. Uh, I'm, I'm not a. Yeah, 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 I'm not yeah, a witness. Uh, but, but I have similar beliefs, and uh, I mean, I think in a lot of in a lot of ways, you're right. I think in a lot of ways, you're right. So it's, it's, I hear that, and I can't I even say like I didn't want to. I don't even want to be right. You know what I want to be? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you say? Jury, he said we're not a religion <laughs> podcast. For the past four episodes, you've been the guy who has said, you know, maybe we should talk about politics and religion because they're very interesting topics. Politics. No, I last week you said let's listen. talk about religion. <laughs> the great part last about week. it is I don't. I, I don't last I, week. I don't study religion. I study the Bible. And it's great. I like it's so exciting for me. It doesn't let me down. And I tell you what, I mean, I've done a lot of searching. Now, uh, my pal Russ, he he's the he's the super duper like intellectual researcher. He did a lot of research and he spent ten years trying to find it. And he said it. I said, Russ, what if this isn't it? He goes, find something better and I'll be in. Mm. So, you know, I just, yeah. it was for me, it's, I, Russ had been uh, mentoring, you know, like, kind of, we talked, we tried to start a study a bunch of times, and it's, I, I guess I wasn't ready. And uh, maybe it's because we were too close. Well, uh, we've got one last important question go, for you. Go, I love this. This was awesome. But uh, I, I will, hope I, I will haven't say brought to, it down. to millennially oh, no. wrap it oh, up oh, and. Oh, oh. Uh, and make jur atheist jury happy. I'm not atheist at all. No. <laughs> Born and raised and still am a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> just giving you a hard time. I know that. But uh, just uh, for, for a millennial wrap-up, I'm going to say, like, for a millennial no matter, wrap -up. <laughs> <laughs> This is wrong with your millennial wrap-up. Uh, you know, no matter what you believe uh, in God or whatever else, I can. I think we all can agree that um, that when you worship accomplishments and success and just trying to be something in the world and worship your ego, 
It's not a great road, and that's how you become Daryl Hall or Don Henley. No one wants to be those fuckers. So, you right, know, but even worship something well, to else. be fair, but, a lot of yeah. people want to be those fuckers. But yeah, but those are God. You know, look, we are all God's children, so they they're, deserve. Yeah, they're God's they're, children they're too. All, they're just dicks. They're, they're just look. You know, <laughs> not nice guys. It's kind of mean. I've learned a lot. Like you know, like I would, I would want to hope that that he finds his way. And let me say this: Don Henley makes incredible music. I love his music. I play Desperado on the piano. His album that he was working on when I was working at uh, House of Blues is phenomenal. Really? He has a God-given talent. What well, at least has one song that just blows my mind. If I hear "End of the Innocence" one more time, I might throw up on your floor. I love "End Play of the it. Innocence." You want to see me throw up? Dun 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 dun. This is the end, and it has Bruce Hornsby, man. I like Bruce Hornsby. I love Bruce Hornsby. Yeah, but it's also he don't used, tempt me. I'm going to play used, Bruce Hornsby. Let when me ask you a question. Time. Yeah, does he still use Bruce Hornsby? No, he used Bruce Hornsby when it was hot. to use Bruce Hornsby. <sighs> Bruce right? Hornsby's still doing stuff, man. Yeah, he's doing it with the dead. And he plays and, for the Grateful and Dead. And he's playing with Boney Vare. You know Boney Vare? Boney Vare is like a hip millennial. Boney Vare? I'm, I'm not into it. You got to know I mean, Boney Vare. Not that he's not good. Not, it's just what not, is it, like daddy job. kind of stuff? No, 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 no. It's very. No, 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 no. Listen to. Oh, you don't even know Boney Vare. You, you have I, the most... I've heard a lot of Boney Vare. Really? Boney Vare, I'm sure, is an amazing musician because a lot of people love him. I'll tell you what, for but all you people who like Boney Vare, my style. do you know Robert Fripp Exposure? No. All right. I'll listen to Boney Vare tonight. Okay. You go home and listen to Exposure. Okay. And break. But I gotta yourself. turn you on. I gotta give you a little preface about Boney Vare, but we'll do it off the if air. If you have to give a preface. Off the air. No, it no, no. Count. I just wanna like make sure you get to the right things. Share it everybody. Yeah. Share it with everybody. But Boney Vare is probably one of the greatest musical geniuses of our time. That's a, that's really strong. I'm I'm not saying he's not. And Bruce Hornsby plays with him? I'm I, not shocked. I'm just yeah. saying he's, Bruce he, Hornsby's he's not my style. He's super talented. And no one says a bad word about Bruce Hornsby. I've watched interviews with him. He's a nice guy. Yeah. We'd love okay, to so our show. last question, our last question, our last question. Go ahead. We do have one and question. We're going to end the song. Wait, we're going to end the show after this question. We're going to play a song. Do you want me to play Vanessa Williams or Buster Rhymes? I don't want to do Buster Rhymes. I'm. Uh, Okay. I didn't. So, so we'll, the Buster Rhymes really and I didn't end on a good foot, and I'd gotcha. like to. I'd like to. He gave you a scar. Well, the scars I joke around about that scar. Yeah, he did give me a scar. I bled like a pig. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I forgive Buster. But you know, I'd like to have a talk with him before I play another Buster Rhymes song. I see. Uh, what? Uh, I'll give you a good song to play. Hold on. Um, yeah. Why don't you play? Um, you know, bullying is still a big thing in schools. Yeah. yeah. So I have a song about bullying okay. uh, that I wrote and uh, produced. And okay. it's still rough, believe it or not. I put my whole album up rough to mm. get ideas from people and see what be- like people liked and didn't. So, um, And it's got information on it, too. It's uh, You can find it on YouTube, but you guys will play it. It's called Make Them Go Away. It's by Seven. Make Them Go Make Away. Make Them mm, Go okay. Away. Yeah, so it's we'll a song that, I wrote. That'll be the last song. Yeah, that'd be nice. It's, but it's we have cool. one last question before we One last song. question. The most Go. important question like you've it. ever heard in your entire yeah. life. Yeah. Now, if you had to choose. If you had to choose. Mm-hmm. And you do. And you do. What would you now, say? Now, hold on. The most important part of this question is that it doesn't come from here. For the podcast listeners, what did you say? Thank you. It has <laughs> to come. He, he said, F for the podcast listeners, that's I'm pointing to my head. Okay. It has to come from here. And for Please. the podcast listeners, he is pointing to his heart. Go ahead. 
It's now, a now, what I mean by that. video. Now, yeah. if you had to choose. Yeah, but also some people just listen. They only hear the audio. Got they it. don't get to see. If you had to choose. Go ahead. And you do. Now, let me preface. <laughs> In that. <laughs> what I mean by that, that is let not me like everyone that. knows that. that they have an answer to this question. But they do. Everyone but they knows. do. Yeah, and you have an answer, down. even if you don't know it. But you do know but, it. But the thing is, when you hear the question, you'll, from your heart, what know an answer. It's true. What is the matrix? No one can explain what this question is. Question you have to asks. see it for yourself. So the important do thing. You know red the pill, question? blue pill. <laughs> the important thing is a that you know. A speedy answer. Oh, yeah. No delays. Because that's how oh, we know yeah. it comes from your heart. Cool. Right, yeah. The worst okay. answers to this question take time to answer yes. it. And then can it's just like garbage. Spit just it out, make it. a boop, and give me the answer. <laughs> Go. You know, can I give just pause question. really quick? This is meta. Because I listened to our so show, meta. by the way. Uh, just for a meta moment uh, here. You're going to uh, be like, oh my every God. Every single You're going to listen back to this show and be like, oh my God, I took a quaalude. Every and let an old man babble on the internet for, <laughs> for four hours every, about Paul Linda McCartney's kid. And it's a fun story. But anyway, I, every week we do so, this. And, and someone and is like, can you ask a fucking question, please? <laughs> every week. Every week the guest is like, please ask the question, please. Just for the record, the you know, I asked God two things after I, after I started studying the Bible. Yeah, I, said, help me not, I said, do not, help me not smoke and help mm. me not curse. And I don't smoke anymore and I'm trying not to curse. <laughs> but you guys are potty mouths. <laughs> We're not doing. Yeah, we're not helping. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're, we're not sorry helping. about that. It's okay. So the thing a, is, if you had, you may curse at the end of this question. If you had to choose, and you do, and you do, what Go. would you say? What would you say is your favorite? Is your stop repeating my <laughs> question? I asked the question. Go. Is your favorite kind of turtle? Turtles uh, make uh, what's that stuff called? Uh, that uh, like uh, what's that disease you get from food and all salmonella? that? Salmonella. They get they make salmonella. I had a tur turtle named Dolby, and Dolby, yeah, Dolby noise reduction. <laughs> all my pets are named that. So uh, what, my favorite turtle is a tortoise shell. Uh, like my cat is a tortoise shell. I have a tortoise okay. shell cat. A tortoise but, shell. Yeah, tortoise shell. It's a, it's a style of, of fur patterning. Yeah, on a cat. Well, tortoise shell is like a tortoise <laughs> shell. I like a per. I Are like you saying your favorite turtle is a cat? Because <laughs> I will say that's or, the, we've never gotten that answer before. Yeah, my favorite turtle. Or are you is saying Mia your favorite cat. turtle is Dolby the turtle? Also, fine. my favorite turtle was Dolby the turtle. What kind of turtle was it? It was a stinky ass turtle. <laughs> I got him at. He was believe it or not, he was this big. He was a pre. I got him at pre cana. You know what pre cana is when you get married in the Catholic Church? No, I And they uh -uh. make you go to lessons? How many religions have you been? Don't answer that question. I married a Catholic. Don't be. I, was, <laughs> I got married. You want to hear something really funny? That would have been a great time I to change married, your name. I got married by a Messianic rabbi, and all my Jewish family didn't know it. Messianic? Messi Messianic rabbi. That's a whole um, thing. Messianic Judaism. They believe the entire Jewish thing, and they believe the whole Christ thing. The whole entire thing, and they also believe and the whole together. Mason thing, and they, which is a whole. Well, I didn't get into that. I just, said, I said to him, I said, I "Look, you're so. a rabbi. Can you do a real Jewish so, service?" Wait, wait, Dolby the goes, turtle. Yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> Dolby the turtle? Dolby, at, after the noise reduction. After Thomas Ray Dolby, not Thomas Dolby, Ray Dolby. Dolby. Yeah, okay. who I met by the way a bunch of times. Oh wow. Yeah, I used to go to all those AES shows. He was there. And how old were you when you had this turtle? Uh, well, I was thirty, I guess one. When I got married. Okay. So the exact age I am now. So, For three okay. days. Well, that's more married. appropriate. For some reason, I, I pictured your eight-year-old self 
having a turtle named Obi, and I'm like, no. you were such an eight-year-old nerd. No, we had he was called the Pre-Cana Turtle because we got him at Pre-Cana at those those wow. cr- Christian lessons on what to and not to do. Uh, Basically, wow. I entertained the priest for three weekends. You know what we've learned <laughs> doing this podcast? What? That everyone has a fucking... Tr- uh, I'm sorry. Pop- okay. potty mouth. That's all right. Everyone has a turtle story experience. about a turtle in their life. Everyone yeah. has one. Everyone's it's so turtle. weird. Or if mm-hmm. you've had to own a turtle, the problem is, is I'm a bit of a germaphobe, and that thing sitting there. Yeah, like they're you nasty. Went, you know, you can't touch them. You can't pick them up. It's like yeah, I most really, people do. Uh, I did after Ray after the yeah. first time his tank got stinky and stuff. You guys keep talking. You know, I'm gonna. I'm I just want the song. I just want to let you know that Ray. Mm-hmm. Ray, we let Ray go in Wantua. In Wantaw Park on Merrick Road in Wantaw, Long Island. He's probably gigantic now. Either that or someone yeah. found he, him. And he's he's gigantic. He's probably this massive turtle swimming along. It in, was 1993. I was married giant. in 93. We let him go in 94. Because it was like my ex-wife was a microbiologist. So she was like, you know, oh, wow. blood that blood stuff at the hospital. And it's not that all that deep. She, they run blood testing machines. It's not... It's not rocket science. <laughs> Push like buttons and move test tubes. And believe me, I'm sure my old lady, my ex-old lady's killed a lot of people. <laughs> I didn't admit that or anything. I'm just guessing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I'm, I'm, kidding. I'm real, kidding. Real quick, what's your song called? The one playing? Make Them Go Away. Make Them Go Away. Okay. Yeah, you guys finish up I have, this conversation. You can check out my channel on on. On YouTube, it's Exile in Rosedale. Do, make he, sure you do all the plugs. I'm going to yeah. play the song as soon as you guys are done. So. Yeah. Got it. So all Thank the places you for having can... me on this amazing awesome. show. This oh, has been yeah, like, we've, we've had a great this time. This has been wonderful. Ryan, you're everything I thought you were going to be. Really good, Jim. And I was nothing you thought I was going to be. No. no, you're awesome, man. I'm just really, I'm not. You, yeah, we've, you're we've a actually... really interesting team together. I, I like yeah, the We've makeup. known each other for a long time now. It kind of happens That's over great. time. How long have you been doing the show? The show about a a little over a year. Yeah, but you take breaks. But we yeah, whenever he goes out of town for music stuff, we take breaks because he's been out for a month. Show, I'll sit in. Yeah, it's super fun. We like having. We'll have you back for sure. Oh, thank you. Because you you have some great stories. Yeah, you know, I kind of I. The older I get, the longer the stories get. I don't know why. I guess for some reason you feel like you want to fill it in. Well, the thing is, when you when you talk to some people. Who have long stories? They're yeah. really boring, but your stories are like, actually super interesting. You won't, so I'm fine you, with the long stories. You're probably gonna fall asleep on the playback. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll let me do some plugs, guys. Yeah, Remember to find everything. Joe Mark online. That's J O E M A R K K. Two Ks. Yep, two Ks. And uh, you can find me at uh, you can find my book Exile in Rosedale: The Musical Life of Seven, nineteen sixty three to two thousand nine. That's a wild name. Of book. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah. That's I good. Just I didn't want. I wanted to just be as that's um, really unique, fun like and obnoxious yeah. as possible. And it's a really cool read. Mm-hmm. It's got Amplifier Magazine said uh, no apologies to Led Zeppelin's Hammer of the Gods or mm-hmm. the Doors book. They said it was the best rock autobiography they ever mm-hmm. read. Holy shit. Yeah, I cried for a half hour after. That's I read that because that's Tom, an insane praise. It was like that's I crazy. Cr- Hammer of the Gods is one of was one of my favorite books. Mm. I mean, that's like I cried and laughed. You ever read Hammer of the Gods? By I haven't read. It's I've a heard Zeppelin of it, but book. I've never read it. It's a Zeppelin book. It's insane. But uh, mm-hmm. um, so that's a line, yeah, that's a line from uh, uh, Immigrant Song, right? Yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And, uh, okay, so any other plugs? And um, you can find me on Facebook. I guess I'm going to keep my Facebook. Uh, maybe maybe I'll keep it. Maybe I'll change it. But, uh, you know, you get a kind of gentlest seven. You know, I used to have a mm. podcast, a show, oh, a yeah? video, like internet TV show. Because I, I think when you're video, you're really not a podcast. A podcast sure. is supposed to be audio yeah. only. This we is video both. and audio. We, do video. we also release it as audio only on podcast yeah. platforms. I, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. This, the picture here is not like this is not going to sell any books or anything. But the book, <laughs> I'll tell you right now, uh, it, it's it's a really honest story about uh, survival and trying to make it and trying to survive yourself. And it was quite a ride. I, I mean, it's it's all I wanted to do was music. But the great part about it is, is uh, I have a new book and I don't mm. have to rewrite really? it. Yeah. Okay. It's it's my new favorite. It's the my favorite thing in the world. It's the Bible. Hmm. So uh, and and just for those who are interested, uh, even though I'm only a Bible student, I'm not a uh, I'm not a, a baptized witness or anything. But go to jw.org and see if you find things you like there. I did. I love it. And uh, I think that's it. Find me online. Seven is the man. Seven is the man. S-E-V-E-N. On, on pretty much all the things, seven is the man. That's how they find it. Is that funny what he didn't know it was this? Everyone he's does a, that, by the way. Really? Only like 80% of, like, of people go, is the man? What is this, the man? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Read it. What is this, the man? Pull that's, it apart. Is the man? Is the man? And it's hilarious. And that's <laughs> yeah, what I wanted to do. After I was, you know, I, I've always wanted to change my name to something cool and fun. What are people and then, saying? They well, no, someone, someone just asked if we asked the, the question, because we asked the turtle question every episode. Yeah, yeah, the and turtle yes, question. And yes, Taji, we did ask the question Dolby. already. Ray Dolby was the best turtle in the world. <laughs> but anyways, guys. Doesn't everyone say their turtle is the best? So, well, some people, it's not always they had a personal turtle. Sometimes they have a, a, a some for some reason, like, like a, a story involving a turtle. I, yeah, we've heard, I, I we've trying heard a lot to keep box, my stories in the box. We've heard a lot of box turtle. We've heard a lot of uh, red snapper, sea turtle. A lot, lot of people, people eat them, and supposedly they're delicious. I mean, I'd eat a turtle. Why? I don't know. I, mean, I, I wouldn't eat like a pet turtle, but I eat like a, like a farm turtle. I eat crocodile now. I really love it. Really? I've oh, heard it's, it's good. it's delicious. I've never had it. Yeah, it's good. They make it like fried and stuff like that. Oh, uh, I got to give a shout out. Can yeah, I give a shout out? Of course you can. Caney yeah. Fork Inn by uh, the Grand Old Opry is delicious. And that's here in Nashville. Hey, is the is the chat going to stay? Like, is it a permanent chat where you can read it back after the show? Um, not, or does it go away? It, it goes. It mainly goes away. Oh, then we got. I want to read mean, it before. You can see some of the stuff. Well, here, can I yeah. look? Yeah, of course. you I want to look before you. It's not a super long chat. But you Internet can, you can has been there. wired now. Weird. Oof. Oh, yeah. Yeah, someone said they started to be a little choppy. That's what that was. You potty mouths, tarot, mm -hmm. mirror. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys, if I got all too. No, I just had to order a birth us. certificate and use a service. Cost me 100 bucks. Excellent. Yeah, I'm going to change mine. You need a pass. Al Falcon is his father. Oops, his mother. That's so good. The Shining was about the Apollo moon landing being a hoax. He certainly put a lot of stuff in there about it. Let's see what else. Right. Oh, look at that. What's up, everybody? Oh, cool. Simple chat, but that's cool. I mean, as far as people. Yeah, I yeah. heard through the grapevine there's a new song. Yeah, that that was uh, Real Diva 57. Oh, wait a minute. Real Diva 57. Oh, that's yeah. not Joe's sister. I know who that is. And she's really hot. Like, <laughs> hotter than Joe's sister. Is it Joe? Real Diva 57. is. <laughs> she's hot. And she's awesome. 
anyway, well, thank you all, and yeah. thank you, Brad. Well, thanks for Appreciate coming on. It. Yeah, man. And w- and we're gonna play uh, play your song here. Awesome. So man. you guys will hear it uh, as as we wrap up the show. Yeah, this is uh, for all the people out there who've been bullied, and uh, when you think uh, when you think you can't hold on, you know, and you can't express yourself, there's always a way, and mm-hmm. there's always someone to reach out to. So thanks everyone for coming to hang out as always. We'll see you back for the 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 gaming stream tomorrow, and then back with the musical hideout next Friday. Thanks everyone for coming to hang out, and as always, we will see you next time. Big shout Ryan. out to people who speak fast. <laughs> Here, hold on. This is Jury signing off. Mother, can't you see? The marks on my face Don't you notice How I hang my head in disgrace I won't go any place Even with you Teacher